Hello, and welcome to episode one. Hang on one second. <laughs> I panicked. I was looking at the wrong. I was looking at a timer on my. It wasn't the right time. Is what I'm I didn't. At. I didn't help by laughing, but <laughs> in my defense, what you did to me to start that show, start that. Just leave it all in. Have the cold open. Have the fucked up intro, and then we'll do the real intro. Go. Three, two, one. Um, ten. Ten, <laughs> three, two, one, go. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to episode 178 of Flicks in the Six, a tight 60-minute podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Costanza, with me. For always, the man, the myth, the chicken pig, Alessandro Royalsi. Say hello, Al. If you aim at nothing, you hit nothing. That's true. That's true. I stand by that. On this week's episode, we got trailers, a couple of them. We got a Denivel new. And uh, we've got, you know, what we're consuming and other ramblings, all before diving into our flick of the week, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Did I say that right? Uh, sure. I hope so. But first, Al, what's on tap? I hate that we just discussed like 30 seconds before all of that, that when uh-huh. we have other things to talk about, it's going to be other fuckery. And then you just said, and other, other things. We and other just, rambling, we literally just, yeah, other rambling. Another, we literally another. just discussed this <laughs> semi-formally. And other fuckery from the Good Time Boys. <laughs> <laughs> the Good Time Boys. I'm one of your Good Time Boys. <laughs> I'm your Good Time Boy. <laughs> oh, boy. We're in rare form today. I have a tattoo now. See that little heart? Looks like a little prison tat on my hand. So the funny. I was thing late is, to recording this episode because like we were filling heart. out Christmas cards. But ah, it's also, I'm also holding a beer with the hand, <laughs> so it's like it's brewed with heart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's okay, but not um, not not this beer. We're all in rare form. Uh, things are are stuff, you know, and whatever. My eyes are hot. <laughs> Like sexy, or no, no temperature wise, they're just feeling they're feeling warm. Uh, is that a, I've, that's a sensation that I can't say that I've ever put my finger on before, but that's where I'm at right now. Okay, are you having a stroke? I don't know. My eyes Plausible. are hot. What am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> I don't know. I was hoping that you could help me out and guide me, but I guess not. I mean, I did have a bit only, of a ha- only me. I did have a bit of a headache pounding behind my right eye earlier, so... Mm, I'm not a fan of those. No. No, like, I legitimately warm. Like, I feel warmth in both eyes. Yeah, this doesn't help that, like... Is it for me? Well, I don't know, because I... As I mentioned last week, uh, I've been listening to the Southern Reach trilogy, and that sounds like Mm. the type of thing that they would describe after coming into contact with Area X. Right, sure. like, you know, sure. and they go into that in way even greater detail, obviously, in the book than in the movie. But they did a pretty good job in the movie, so you have that bit of, you know, baseline knowledge. Um, or, God, or that movie was creepy. I love it, though. I love Me it. Me too. I, I would really I have to, like I have to, to watch it again. Yeah, I'd really like to watch it uh, again soonish. I have a lot of things I'd like to rewatch again soonish, but the problem is there's so many other new things to watch too. Sure. Yeah, that feels like a strong 4K, 4K rewatch. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, 
some popcorn. My sister brought a three-pound bag of popcorn over the other day. It's a lot of popcorn. Then I sent her back home with it. The whole thing? It was a joke. It was. We used to string popcorn for a Christmas tree. Did you ever do that? Mm, once. Okay, we used to do that every year. And uh, while while I have fond memories of doing it, it's still like the, my, the immediate thought that comes to mind is torture. Specifically because the your fingers are covered in salt and, and lick them, grease. It. And you prick them with the needle every once in a while. And mm. it, it, it hurts. It doesn't feel good. Yeah, you're literally putting salt in the wound. I got it. Yeah, like, yeah. Direct injection. Mm-hmm. That's how cars work, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some you of put them. Salt, you put salt in it, and it goes. Oh, I thought you were talking about direct injection, but yeah. It no, was. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, we don't string popcorn anymore, but as a joke, she she was going to do it with friends, and uh, I, they, did, they never got to it. Um, surprise. And she brought the popcorn over, and I think I think she was legitimately trying to point it off on me, but I just sent her back with it. In kindergarten, of, we, in like art slash craft class, uh, we made that sort of garland for the Christmas tree with packing peanuts. Oh, I have a packing peanut story. The, uh, <laughs> well, not packing peanuts, but mostly it's really styrofoam. So the other day, my parents were over, and we had this ottoman, um, it's like, fabric stuffed with something it feels okay. like a beanbag okay mm-hmm. and it it ripped on the side and it started like little things started coming out of it like these little bullies these little start from bullies so not not the same consistency as like an old school beanbag but they're very very soft little balls but i guess a lot of them in there and you know it, it works uh it was kind of deflated because some had fallen out so my mom was going to help us out and she uh she opened it up and she was going to stuff a pillow in it and then re-sew it. So it became really fluffy, firm on the bottom, held things together. Nice, right? Great plan. Opened it up and immediately became just a, a completely statically charged. And she looked like a snowman. Like it just all of the, like it all just came out and attached itself to her. It just um, enveloped her. I thought was funny. Uh, and then so she's working her way through it and eventually stuffs the, uh, Finally stuffs the pillow in, gets all situated. It's looking great. She's like, her goal was like, okay, there's so much of the styrofoam all over the floor now. Mm-hmm. Can you hand me your vacuum cleaner? So Kim hands her the vacuum. And she goes to do it, but she's on the floor with the stuff. And it's like one of those Dyson vacuum cleaners. And it's a very powerful handheld vacuum cleaner. Yeah. And the exhaust is right at the back. Yes. And she's still on the floor next to the thing. Mm-hmm. And she turned it on. Yep. And just it just started snowing in my living room. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> and it was like one of like she kept like going for the the next area and then blowing stuff into the area that she just cleaned. It was it was comical. <laughs> it felt like a it felt like a honeymooners skit, you know? Like yeah, I feel like that's I something that would that. happen there. I could see but, that. Uh, or a at the end of the day, skit. yeah, that's true. She did get the pillow stuff back in there and sewed it up, and uh, I don't know how to sew. I, like, I could do learned. it, yeah. I <laughs> but I, I wouldn't do it right. I definitely learned in like home ec. And very very simple stuff. I'm 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 fine with. I never took a home ec class. We took it. What does the ec stand for? Home economics. Economics. Yes. What does needle point have to do with economics? Well, that's the home. Got it. Home. It's home and economics. Is it like learning how to do things at home and finances? 
It's... Do you balance a checkbook and so at the same time? <laughs> we definitely learned how to do both of those things in that class. <laughs> Not at the same time, though. That's pretty cool. They changed it. I feel it. like... like could have used that. Like, people people that I went to school with could have used that. Yes. So the, the problem is, a lot of those classes, I think, have been somewhat dissolved because it was very... If you're a woman and you were in the 1950s, these are the things you need to learn. Oh. Well, then was that its about, intention? Yeah. Was it teaching I mean, they, you how to be a housewife? Yes. Huh. But then they're I, like, well, I, we'll just make everyone do it. And then sure. eventually, at some point, because like when I took it, because I'm obviously a couple years younger than you, but not, not enough years for it to be like a substantial change in like curriculums mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah, but is this one of those things where like the two years make some weird difference? Well, the thing is that I was very much caught up in the they were transitioning it type of okay. thing. And so when I took it, it wasn't even home ec. Like that's what you like picture like watching a show or a movie in the 90s and they talked about it, right? It was always home ec. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So by the time I took it in the early mid 2000s, it was home and careers. Interesting. And so there was some things about like business, but very light. Interesting. What a what a strange course. Yeah, because it was mostly like baking and sewing and balancing a checkbook. And do you see where I'm getting at? Where this is clearly designed to teach 1950s housewives how to be a housewife. Sure. Yeah. Nobody balances a checkbook. <laughs> it's all done for you. Yeah. Well, I also I don't keep a checkbook i sometimes go That's buy fair. not even buy i sometimes go to the bank and have them print me three or four checks whatever comes on that sheet sure I need yeah i one. used to i when i had chase i would do that and they would be like we're, we're like they'll they always try to charge you for them and i'm like oh i already ordered them they just didn't come yet and they're like okay and, and how many do you need and then they would just give them to me well, and that would always- get me by for the next year <laughs> i'm always like can i have i'm always like can i have one check and they're like we have to print you a sheet of them and i was like but I only need one, and the other ones are going to be a nuisance because I'm not going to use them. And they're right. like, well, it's only like, whatever, it's three or four. I was like, okay, like, do you just want a checkbook? And I was like, no, because I, I need a check like once a year. Yeah. And they're like, okay, well, here's a sheet of four checks. I'm like, okay, but at least they're free, so whatever. Well, my, my current bank actually sends me free checkbooks if I want them, which is great. Well, I think they I would this. charge me for, like, reloads on them. That's why. Because, like, my parents still keep a checkbook, and they still get... I think they charge... I don't think it's a lot, but they think they charge you for, like, a new reload. They nor- normally do. This particular bank does not, which is nice. Okay. Because they know they're like, they're like, you don't you don't use these. So here's a book. When you run out in 16 years, ask for another one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway... Keep that book in a lockbox. <laughs> So anyway, uh, what I was getting to a couple of minutes ago, although I forgot because we tangent and then tangented again and then tangented again, was um, your talk about salt in the wound. Sure. And shooting fuzz everywhere with the vacuum. Sure. And Honeymooner slash Family Guy reminded me that last night I was watching an old Family Guy from one of the first couple of seasons. Mm. And it was the one Is that where... back when the, like, when the outlines were much darker? It was before they started... Yeah, it was like the and like the colors were like very faded, like whitewash. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So funny. It's from like I love that. season one, two, or three. I don't remember which which season it was. This episode, mm-hmm. it was the one where Chris witnesses a guy robbing a convenience store or whatever, and okay. they he identifies him, and they so they have to go into witness protection. Okay, and this sounds vaguely familiar. They go to somewhere in the deep south, and they don't have a the the house that they are given is a total shithole. 
And Peter has to go outside to a literal shithole in the outhouse. And <laughs> he had been mauled by a raccoon minutes before that. Sure. And <laughs> something topples over the outhouse with him in it, which I'm 99% sure that's not how outhouses work. This is definitely how porta potties work, but not outhouses. And <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> you just hear like a sloshing. He goes, uh. oh, oh, God. Oh, it's everywhere. <laughs> oh, it's in my raccoon wounds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so stupid. That shit is so silly. So anyway, what uh, were you thinking? I, I don't know. Back just for one second though. Back to home. Ec. I didn't have home ec, but I did. I did have to take care of an egg for a week as a baby. Did you do that? That was in health class. Yeah. Did you, you did that though. Yes. Some people were like, you have the choice of taking care of an egg or a thing of flour. I was like, I'm going to yeah. take care of this egg and put it in a Tupperware and keep it nice and fluffy in there so that we don't have to worry about it and not carry around this very heavy bag of flour. <laughs> they also did, actually, no, we didn't even, I think they literally just made us walk around with like a baby doll, like a, hmm. you know. But they also had the one that like was supposed to simulate a real baby where like if you didn't support his head it started crying, like ear screechingly oh crying. Yeah. And like also would just do it periodically, like you know, a baby would. Sure. They do yeah. that. They do do they that. They do, I'm sure they do. Yeah. Um You've heard it. What <laughs> we planned for this show. I, I wasn't even just talking about your baby, like I'm 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 aware of the concept of babies. My my baby new today, actually hot hot news, hot off the press. Hotter than he your rolls, eyes? He hotter than my, he rolls over now, and it's really funny oh, because he gets real excited about it, and he tries to roll, and he does it, and he like he like swings his entire body until he finally gets it, and then he gets onto his stomach, and then he uses his head for momentum to roll back the other way. He just whips it over. <laughs> Same. It's really it's it's pretty great. And then when he gets there, he laughs, and he seems very proud of himself. <laughs> no, it's a big that's uh, one of the big milestones, baby rolling over. Yeah, pretty exciting. Pretty pretty soon he'll be crawling. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. I can't wait to see that. I hope he terrorizes the cats. I think the problem is they're probably gonna play. Well, pardon the pun, but cat and mouse. Like they're probably gonna terrorize each other. Maybe, maybe. Uh, One of my cats. uh, Actually, you'll, you'll. This is a deep cut. This is a Dexter deep cut. Oh boy, you ready for this? Chickpea. I've got two cats: Chickpea and Garbanzo. Chickpea. I. Every once in a while, it goes through a phase where she's just, like, really on edge and, like, will startle herself awake, kind of like a baby, but, like, will jump, like, 16 feet in the air. Oh. Like, she's just, like, she just, like, will be dead asleep and then jump straight up in the air. I have seen kids do that before, yeah. And it's it's terrifying, especially mm-hmm. when, like, you're just relaxed and in the room. And, and then, then she like knocks, cat launched to the fucking moon, yeah. Launches to the, the roof, but, like, hits, like, three things on her way up and knocks them over. It's just, it's crazy. Anyway, uh, Chickpea, we constantly call Chicky. And the first time that this happened, we were watching an episode of Dexter where a character that they were after was Chicky Hines. Oh, yeah. And every time she was, she was doing, she <laughs> developed this, <laughs> this whatever syndrome during the Chicky Hines case. <laughs> so we, <laughs> anytime she starts acting like this, we say that she's Hinesing. And she hasn't Heinz in a while. Lo and behold, we're watching New Dexter, 
and we have this little we have this little house for her at Christmas that we take down from the attic. It's like this cardboard house to Santa's workshop, and it's basically just like one of those little cat things that you could lay on. It's cardboard pieces, and mm-hmm. she loves it. She goes inside. It's like a little cave. She was asleep, and she hides in the house, and it went <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> it just like exploded. <laughs> Jeez. Anyway, that's Chicky Hines. What are we drinking? <laughs> I was going to say, this might be the most prolonged intro to the beer that we've had in some time. It's the rambliest of rambliest. <laughs> yes. It's the other fuckeries of other fuckeries. <laughs> That's true. Um, so we're drinking Industrial Arts Brewing Company's Metric, which coincidentally, while being not very far from my house and where I have gone and purchased beer, uh, you actually gave me this one. I'm 99% sure. <laughs> Classic. Um, so this is a Pilsner style lager with notes of no. With notes of herbal tradition. <laughs> yes. I refuse. <laughs> Pilsner style lager with notes of crisp and herbal tradition. No, <laughs> no. It's, it's, what is it's the? <laughs> what is what is a note of herbal tradition? <laughs> it's made with bits of real panther, I guess. I don't know. Um, it's four point seven percent alcohol by volume. Uh, it came at a pint. Excellent. It uh, has the classic industrial arts uh, can art, which I'm sure. You are a fan of? I am. I really like it. It's nice. It also is raised in certain parts, and that makes me happy. Is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Um, I, I have really. I don't really understand. how. It almost seems... Oh, you know what? Hang on. These might be little dense. These might be micro-dense in the can, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, it's, not, it's totally not raised. <laughs> Sorry. It looks, Sorry, apparently it mine looks is raised. This is good art. Well. <laughs> Apparently this is mine. Mine was dead as well. Uh, I also I went to the website because there was not much on this can, and at the bottom of the can it says "Go to Industrial Arts for more." I was like, okay, fair enough. Huh. Uh, d- description: Classic, creamy, and herbaceous, clean malt and refined <laughs> no- noble hop character come together in the best way. Repeatable. Never. Repeatable. That's what it says. Like I'm going to repeat it. Yeah. Or I should drink it again. I think that. I- I would prefer not to repeat this after we drink it. Um, <laughs> it also Most pa- times I consume something, I'm trying not to repeat it. It partners up nicely with Tools of the Trade or Landscape Beer. What? Tools of the tra- Trade is another industrial arts beer. It's... Wait, is it, it pairs? Yeah, is that what they say? I don't understand how a beer pairs with a beer. You, Typically, you pair you, with a beer. But... Oh, I guess if you're going to double fist... Ah. <laughs> this is what you could put in your other fist if you're going to do like a black and tan but instead of black or tan it's metric and tools of the trade sure put that in your toolbox stick that in your toolbox and wrench it sure I'll allow it wrench, wrench is the uh, the main industrial arts beer so that's right that's the it's like the pink lettering on the can wrench I want to say yes I like that one I, I, I like the ones that I've had from from them yeah, no. Uh, I gave you this. I'm I'm fairly certain. Fascinating. Huh? Shall we try it? Yes, please. I would assume cheers. if I gave it to you, I've had it already. Cheers. But cheers. But I was like, in what world? I'm hitting metal on glass. This is plastic. What is the sound? <laughs> Do it. There you go. Ah, nice. Very nice. <laughs> you just shatter the glass. That'll be about on par with the rest of today. It would it would not be surprising because this is a very delicate, ornate glass. So that's uh, it's definitely herbaceous. It definitely has herbal traditions. 
He has herbal traditions. I can taste them. <laughs> you get the herbal traditions on the nose. Can, can you please? Can you please put that in your notes for like six weeks from now? Because I'm gonna forget. And can you please introduce me as a, the herbal tradition? <laughs> the herbal tradition. I could try. Um, this, this is, is um. This is a pretty hoppy. This is a pretty hoppy pilsner. I'm not used to yeah. my pilsner being so um, inundated with hops, and it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's a nice change of direction, but um, it is noticeably hoppy for being a pilsner. Yeah, yeah, it's got that. Um, I guess they say crisp, but I feel like that's dry to me. I are those sometimes those words the same? Are used interchangeably? Sometimes. Are they? I feel like they shouldn't be. Like I, when I think crisp, I think like biting into an apple. I think that sweet snap that you get from it. I don't think dry. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Uh, well, I think it's, it's got a, it's got a champagneiness to it. Sometimes fresh, fresh is also used like synonymously with it too. In these, like I would see that. I would go bright. with fresh. Yeah. You know what? How would I would describe this? What? Herbally traditional. <laughs> is it also is it also crisply traditional? <laughs> It's crisply, it's crisply herbal. Or is it traditionally crisp? Crisply. Crisply. Crisp, that's hard to say. Crisply. Crisply? Crisp. Crisp. I, crisply. I don't know why uh, my tongue stops. Crisply. Crisp, crisply. Crisply. Chrysanthemum. The <laughs> words become the sound. <laughs> Herbaceous. Uh, what are you, uh, where are you, where are you at vis-a-vis the fuckles? Um, I mean, as I've often lamented on the show, I'm not the huge, hugest fan of Pilsner. So I'm kind of like, it's good. It's a good example of a Pilsner. And yeah. definitely if I had, if you forced me to drink a Pilsner, this might be the one I would choose. So I guess I was thinking one, but maybe two thuckles, I think. Yeah, I think I, I'll go two thuckles on it. It's definitely a quality product. It's just not my cup of tea or <laughs> sure. beer, if you will. Sure. It's absolutely not your cup of tea. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's the, did you did you watch Brooklyn Nine Nine? No, there's a character. I know you were a big Te- fan, but Teddy, who is just a dud, and uh, Jake is trying to uh, Andy Samberg character is trying to convey how much of a dud this guy is, and he's just like his favorite beers are pilsners, <laughs> <laughs> and I always think about that when I have a pilsner. <laughs> Fair. Although there was that one, um, I think you had an alternate ending, that slow pour Pilsner. Yes. And they're like, it's going to take them five minutes to pour it. And it's like, okay. <laughs> I, now I'm curious. I, mean, I really like that one. That was kind of the only reason I ordered it, is just because it seemed like some sort of event. And I was like, you know what? Mm-hmm. We're here for an experience. Let's have an experience. No. I like that one. Yeah, it was solid. I mean, I don't remember what it tasted like, but I I remember liking it. I remember liking. You know what it tasted like was a pilsner, (laughs) as far as I can recall. (laughs) High praise. (laughs) I mean, honestly, you you can't go much. You can't go much higher with the praise of a pilsner than to say that it tastes like a pilsner. It is in fact (laughs) a pilsner. (laughs) I can confirm this is a pilsner. Al, some things have happened since we talked last. Some news, some nuggets. Correct. What is happening? <laughs> you want to talk trailers? I like to talk trailers. What? <laughs> I like, I, Are you yes. sure it's just crisply and it's not just talking? I don't know. It's crisply. My eyes are bleeding. It's unclear what's going on. 
I, I told, like I said before, I don't even know if we were recording. I tripped like three times into the, like on my way into this room. And it's, <laughs> I mean, I, there's not a lot of steps. <laughs> That's the, I think the majority of steps from when I get down here to into this room is what I tripped. You fell down the stairs. No, it's like five steps from the bottom of the steps into this room. And I think I tripped on three of them. You, not the steps. Just tripped, stepping. You, like, you my steps. On, you tripped on 60% of the steps walking into the room. <laughs> Ugh. Falling apart. What, so which, what, tra- which, which trailer... Let's start uh, with the... Uh, with curiosity. Fantastic Beasts and How to Extend Them. <laughs> yes, that's that's what we're going with the new the new working <laughs> title. So this is I'm, I I as as you know as listeners of the show know you know I I'm a fan of the Fantastic Beast movies. I like them. I uh, the the Fantastic Beasts title is not really necessary. After the first one was kind of cool, but like it's really kind of straight away from that. You think? I think so. Oh yeah, no, I, I was not being sarcastic towards you, but towards the movies themselves, like. Is is th- this one this is point, called Fantastic Beasts colon movie the title, Secrets right? of Dumbledore? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Just, Beasts, I mean, it could just be the Secrets of Dumbledore. Like that could be the. Yeah, but they gotta they gotta brand it as it's part of this this sure. series, which started with Fantastic Beasts. All these movies do this now, like, and I, I get it to an extent, but it does seem to have lost like the spirit of like how that matters. Like you know, mm-hmm. there was First Blood, and then there was. Rambo First Blood Part 2, and then Rambo 3, right? So Yeah, yeah. Well, then there's like those, uh, I think the Twilight movies all have like Twilight and then The Thing, but I'm pretty sure the book names are just the actual subtitle of those movies, right? Yeah, it's the same way that Game of Thrones is actually called The Song of Ice and Fire. That's right. That's but right. they named the first season Game of Thrones, which is the name of the first book, and then each season right. was also Game of Thrones. Well, now we have name recognition. Yes. Also, it sound, I feel like that was more accessible. Good yeah, book. Game it's of Thrones is probably movie. more intriguing to the outside observer than A Song of Ice and Fire. Yeah. <laughs> are we talking elements? What are we doing with this show over here? <laughs> is it a musical? Extreme, I don't understand. Extreme elements. <laughs> uh, yeah, What? so that trailer, did it come out today? I I did see it before you sent it to me, which is... Which is oh, okay. Yeah, it was either Exciting. today or yesterday. It might have been yesterday. I think it was yesterday. I was only really half paying attention watching it. I was definitely doing something else, but I was I was excited to see the movie. I also know from experience with these trailers that I probably shouldn't pay close attention. Yeah, I, I think like for all three movies, the trailers have been pretty great, actually. And okay, like the movies. Have I, been... I was worried that it was going to be too much of the story. There's no story at all in this one. Okay, I have no idea what it was about. Tone. Yeah, it, I mean, was, like, it was the Hans Zimmer of trailers. <laughs> it's just further, like, the last one, the trailer and the movie, positioned like Dumbledore doesn't want to get involved, but he does want to kind of set some other people in the right way, on the right mm-hmm. path to stop Grindelwald. This one, it seems more overt that Dumbledore's like, well, okay, I guess I, like, crack my knuckles, roll up my sleeves, and get involved here, because this isn't working. Sure. Who is Mads Mikkelsen? Uh, he has replaced uh, the disgraced Johnny Depp as Grindelwald. Oh. Are they going to deep fake him into the older movies? Like the way they did in the 37th re-release of Star Wars with, with uh, what's his name is Palpatine? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, I think they should do it. 
that I, I that that bit of it was lost on me. I kind of just assumed it was him, but I didn't know for sure. And yeah, we I definitely talked him. about it like a year ago when they were shooting the movie and they announced sure. that Mickelson was recast. We we don't we definitely talked about it, but I can understand why you would have forgotten. You know, you know what comes out next nice. week? Yeah, you know comes out next week. The King's Man, which was supposed to come out like two years ago. Which what they keep re-releasing trailers for? What? No. Wow. Yes. Yeah, right, you I forgot that, that was a thing. I like those movies. I know we were very excited for it when they announced it. It was that was like the first movie or one of the first movies that got canceled at the beginning of the pandemic. Like not canceled, oh, but like man. pushed back on hiatus. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm pumped for that. I I I gotta say weekly or biweekly. I think of of that uh, of him screaming the song "Country Roads." <laughs> <laughs> and sacrificing himself. There was, was so good. There was What's a that while. Uh, Merlin. Merlin, that's the one. Love there, it. there was a period of time where that song was on in one of my stores, like pretty often, mm. and I would just think about that scene. Obviously, every time I heard it's that so good. song, because it's it was a classic rendition. It, that that whole scene, bittersweet, both cracked me up and also made me very sad. Oh yeah. Didn't didn't expect to go on such a roller coaster in that movie. No, I didn't. Those movies have a great style, though. Like that's why I'm excited to see another one. It's like I don't know. I feel like it 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 very much like doesn't feel like some other movie. It's like that's a Kingsman movie, which is funny considering it's now taking place in like World War One instead of present day, and yeah. it's a prequel. But yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. Oh, so much. I. To... I was intrigued and excited to see it when it first came out, and then I. Was supposed to come out, and then I totally forgot about it. But then they've been like re-releasing and like recutting new trailers for the last couple of months. Like, hey guys, we're still it's this is still happening. Like, still just hang on. Which which happened with a lot of things. Like, right, Dune did that. Um, James sure. the James Bond movie did that. Like a, f- a few movies that that I still with haven't seen that. That I forgot about that. Uh, no time to die. Yeah, it, it was it was good. It was not what I expected it to be. Um, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's the Wow, and that's that's definitely out of theaters, right? At this point, uh, probably it came out like two months ago. Pretty sure that's the first that's the first Bond movie since Goldeneye that I haven't seen in theaters. Really crazy, yeah. I yeah, just didn't just didn't get to go because of life. I didn't see Goldeneye in theaters. I didn't see it until it was on TV, or maybe I saw it mm-hmm. your house like as a rental, or you'd bought it. I saw Tomorrow Never Dies as a rental. Pretty sure I want to. I want to say I went to the theater for <clears throat> uh, the world is not enough. Definitely did for Die Another Day, sure. but I didn't for Casino Royale, and huh. I didn't for Quantum or Spectre. Quantum. So I've Marsala, as my dad says. Is <laughs> <laughs> he just hungry when he talks about it? Or <laughs> uh, I think sometimes he doesn't know exactly what the word is and just lets it flow. By the way, happy birthday to your dad. Happy birthday. No, no. <laughs> oh, is that Elio has an I heart no, no bib on his, <laughs> in his birthday picture. That's cute. <laughs> oh, man. That's that's exciting. The Kingsman. We're here talking about Fantastic Beasts and the Secrets yep. of Dumbledore. Yet, very excited about the about Kingsman. Kingsman. What was it? The, the Kingsman, yes. The Kingsman. Yes. That's exciting. But what anyway, is, back uh, to... What's that? When does Dumbledore come out? When is he? Uh... I believe it's April of 2022. Okay, cool, cool. cool so cool. Uh, yeah, it's it's approaching. I I 
listen, we are a pro Mads Mickelson podcast. This has been well established. We we both enjoy Mads. And so I'm excited to see him. Honestly, when they when it first came out that they were talking to him, I was like, oh yeah, he's perfect for this. Why not? And mm-hmm. even to a certain point, I was like, well, I wish they had just cast him to begin with, because that one makes a lot of sure. sense to me. Yeah, I, I'm not a I'm not a fan. The, the recast is painful for me. Um, what do you do with very, the, I find it very jarring in the process of making th- the third movie of a five movie series. Yeah, five. That's I awesome. thought so. I like when there's a lot of stuff coming my way. No, no, I I, I don't blame them. It's just one of those things that I find jarring. I like I, especially I, I there's you know then there's times when it works out. Like uh, I prefer Don Cheadle. We've talked about this in the past. Um, times there it doesn't work out. The Dark Knight. I'm just not a huge fan of Maggie Gyllenhaal. And until until Far From Home, I wasn't really a huge fan of Jake Gyllenhaal, I don't think. But I really liked him as Mysterio. He had started to turn for me. I I didn't not like I disliked him, but I just kind of like eh. Yeah. He he was good in was it Nightcrawler? I think it was I didn't Nightcrawler. See it. What was that funky movie you had me watch with him? Enemy. Denis Villeneuve. That was a wow. He, he was good in that. If only, if only we had planned that <laughs> for a segue. But we have more trailers to discuss. <laughs> yes. No, but but uh, very excited for. Oh, uh, one thing I was going to ask: Mads Mikkelsen is he like? Is that like his trademark hair? Like, is it not allowed to change? You think that's in his contract? Like, I feel he like his his very specific like comb over is him. I don't think he had that exactly. He did two movies that were almost exactly the same movie, and then both of them were kind of like the gray that Liam Nelson, Liam Nelson, Liam Neeson was in. Liam, Liam Neeson's though. <laughs> <laughs> that Liam Nelson's though <laughs> doesn't have the same ring to it. No. Um, but yeah, no, I guess he kind of always does have. It. I mean, listen, sometimes you find a hairstyle that works for you, and you just stick with it forever. Yeah. Like you've basically are you, are you gonna are you gonna are you gonna stick with the Thackeray Banks forever? We'll see. We'll see. Um, no, I, you know and re- the listeners can't see it, but Al has an old timey ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's what I find works best when I need to to keep the hair away. I really, I I think that you need to up your game. And as part of your episode ensemble, I'm not I'm not suggesting you put a shirt on. But you know the thing, good because I won't the, the 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 frilly thing that goes in the shirt by the neck. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? What's that thing called? Frilly lace cravat. That's it. Yeah, I would like you to have just that. One Next Swedish penis pump. <laughs> it's not mine. One receipt for Swedish penis enlarger. How does that get in there? That's not my bag, baby. Swedish <laughs> Swedish penis enlargers. They are my bag, baby. <laughs> the user manual. <laughs> oh man, I have to rewatch those. That's been a, it's been a hot minute since I've seen an Austin Powers movie. Do they hold yes. up? Probably not. Yeah, I would guess now. I would guess now. Cool. Well, Fantastic Beasts. April sounds sounds nice. Other trailers. <laughs> Other trailer. I, this this gem that you sent me just before the show, man. Oh man, was it? I mean, that is. I'm all in. Yeah, I, and I'm not really. I haven't really been here for the shtick for the last decade, but leaning fully into b- busting directly through the fourth wall and making an entire movie about the fourth wall. Right. The unbearable weight 
of massive talent. Is that what it is? Because we keep yep. struggling with yep. the, the unbearable weight of massive talent. Nicholas Cage playing Nicholas Cage. Which is great turned up to for... 11 on a scale of 1 to 10 Nicholas Cage's. Not even the 1 to 10 people. Right. Right. <laughs> Oh, man. I'm going to read the synopsis real quick. A, yeah, please. A, a cash-strapped Nicolas Cage agrees to make a paid appearance at a billionaire superfan's birthday party, but is really an informant for the CIA since the billionaire fan is a drug kingpin and gets cast in a Tarantino. Amazing. Amazing. That is, the, the run-on sentence of synopsis is just fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that was all one sentence. Can confirm one period. <laughs> oh, man. I love it. I'm very excited. It looks very silly. He looks great. <laughs> That's first off. So he looks like he's having time of his life in there. Uh, it's very big for uh, the spin tune proper for this movie is because prior to Flux and the Six, there was a, I, I would call it the soft launch of the spin tune, which was the shit show podcast. There wasn't a shit show episode that went by where we didn't bring up Nicolas Cage. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Like we, we talked about him constantly. <laughs> We would always go to the numbers for numbers of movies that certain people have, and he would come up to the top. But uh, love me some Nicolas Cage. Very excited for that one. When does that come out? Um, that is a great question, which I wish I had an answer for you for. It just says 2022. Okay, so probably not next year. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. They had a pretty <laughs> full trailer. It looked like it had a lot of... It, it looked like it had a lot of detail like to it. It looked like they had a lot of things shot already. Yeah, it it, it looks really complete. But. Also, I appreciate not only if we get to do that, will that be the first Nicolas Cage movie we did on the show? No. Is that true? With the exception, unless you consider Into the Spider-Verse a Nicolas Cage movie, that's got to be... No, we did Face uh, Off, sorry. We did Face Off. That's right, we did Face Off. Okay. I, when, I remember there was a time not that long ago, was I sick? And I watched... The National Treasure movies, and I had some weird fever dreams, but I can't remember if I was... I remember you talking about that, but we did not do that for the show, yes. No. I can't remember if I was sick or if that was after I got the second dose of the vaccine. I think it might have been I think that. it might have been when you were recuperating from that. Yeah, yeah. Because the oh, second man. shot hit you pretty hard, right? It did. It did. The third one n- knocked me out a little bit too, but not nearly as bad. Hmm. I was fine with the second one. Hopefully, I'm having the third one on Monday, so hopefully it's fine. Um, But anyway, getting back to the movie, not only do we get Nicolas Cage playing Max Nicolas Cage, um, we also often lament not having enough Pedro Pascal, and here here he comes. He looks like he's about having about as much fun as he was in Wonder Woman. (laughs) (laughs) Which is good. That's a good thing. Life's pretty good. (laughs) But it could be better. (laughs) Yeah, that I feel like it's gonna be uh, that's gonna be a really fun ride, definitely for a specific audience. Yeah, Nicholas lucky Cage. for us, that's us. <laughs> <laughs> well, I already saw Nicholas Cage has become like the muse of cinephobe. Maybe it always was from the beginning, and mm. this past year they did themed months, and of course, Nicholas Cage was one of the months this year. Nice. And I saw the guys talking about this trailer. And they're like, I don't care. He goes, it's going to be impossible to do for the show because it's definitely going to rank too highly. It's going to be rated too highly on Rotten Tomatoes for us to do it. He goes, we're going to have to break down the walls to the Levitar show. We're going to have to go on Mystery Crate and, and break <laughs> the rules the way that they did for the first Mortal Kombat because Mike Ryan, the executive producer of um, the Levitar show, is also 
as big of a Nicolas Cage fan as they are, and they're like, no, this is this is gonna happen. We're we're gonna have to do it. Like, awesome. Doesn't matter. <laughs> so I'm excited to see that. Even though I wouldn't necessarily say I'm the biggest Nicolas Cage fan, even though I'm a huge fan of The Rock and Con Air, and sure. I liked the National Treasure movies when they came out, and I yeah. liked Face Off. And I haven't seen Con Air in ages. Oh, that's a classic yeah. AMC. Like Tuesday evening, Saturday afternoon type of movie. Did you say Tuesday evening? Yeah, not Tuesday night. Tuesday, Tuesday evening, evening, Saturday yeah. afternoon. Is that are, are those are are those time slots that are equivalent? Absolutely. Fascinating. Listen, it's been I mean, a while since you've had cable TV. I know, but I I believe it. It's, that's mm-hmm. awesome. I uh, I think I'm going to I'll have to rewatch that one. That that's going to have to make its way onto the show. I think. Put do that. the bunny back in the box. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do oh, a Nicolas man. Cage doing a terrible Southern accent impression, so. Sure. It sounds sounds difficult. Al, you have a Denis Villeneuve for me? I have a Denis Villeneuve for you. And that is to say... Not a Denis Villeneuve nugget. No, this is a full-blown new. Um, okay. This is the announcement of Dune director Denis Villeneuve's sci-fi adaptation, uh, his next movie. It's from I'm one just waiting for you to say his sci-fi adaptation of the second half of the Dune book. <laughs> no, this is on IGN. This was from, I believe, earlier today. Um, mm. In addition to working on Dune Part 2, we've now learned that Dune director Denis Villeneuve, his next film, will take him to the sci-fi world of Rendezvous with Rama. Rendezvous with Rama is a 1973 sci-fi novel by Arthur C. Clarke, and it centers on a group of explorers who intercept and explore an alien spaceship. Villeneuve has explored alien contact in the past with his movie Arrival and will likely bring his grand-scale vision of sci-fi here as well. Hmm. It's great because I was talking about um, Arrival with Mike the other day. Hey, Mike. And I was like, man, that's like a deep cut for anyone who's a fan of this show. One of our first episodes, going back to one of our very lightly used, but one of our best running jokes of Abort and Costello. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the novel oh, won man. both Hugo and Nebula Awards when it was released, two awards that recognize outstanding works of science fiction. Clark is best known for penning the screenplay and novel for 2001 A Space Odyssey. Uh, THR, THR reported on the adaptation and revealed Morgan Freeman will work with Villeneuve on the project as a producer. Hmm. There's no timeline. There's no word on the timeline for this project, but we know that Villeneuve also has his hands full with June Part 2 which is scheduled for October 2023. He said the sequel will start filming uh, in July of 2022 and that the script is currently in the work. Man, I don't want to wait that long for the second part of Dune. Honestly, two years is a quicker turnaround than I feared. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess we probably would have, had, we would have had it if this came out when it was supposed to. If Dune came out when it was supposed to, it would probably be next year, I guess. Yeah, I would think so. Oh, that's cool. Um, I mean, I, th- th- this really doesn't tell me anything except that he has a new project, sci-fi aliens. That sounds well. Cool. If you want, if you want a Bill Nugget at the end of this film, new, uh, hmm. he has also publicly said that he wishes to direct a James Bond film, saying it's a character that I've been with since my childhood. I have massive affection for Bond. However, the director also said he thinks it'd be hard to reboot the series of Craig era. Sure, I want to go back to campy Bond. I I'm, I'm, I'm highly for it. doubt that a Bill new. Bond would be campy. What I if would he has this? What if he has this skill to flex? <laughs> I 
I mean, listen, I wouldn't put it past him that he could succeed at it. I just would doubt that would be the direction he'd choose sure. for it to go. I would watch the shit out of the Bond movie that he made, though. Quick question. Do okay. we rename this segment to Denisville News? <laughs> we, we can. We, we can do whatever we want. Ah, uh, boy. Uh, yeah, that's cool. I, Arrival is a good movie. Yep. I only saw it the one time for the show, and Same. I loved the movie. And it's not necessarily a movie that feels deeply rewatchable in the sense of, oh, I need to watch that again real soon because it is heavy. Mm-hmm. But maybe it's time. Yeah. Yeah, enough time has passed that I don't remember the beats. Yeah, like I remember all the big picture stuff and like... I I can't even say I remember the big picture. No, I definitely remember that. But um, the the order of operations and such and all the nitty gritty fine details. And plus I'm sure that's the type of thing that rewatching it would probably reveal some things you missed, so... Yeah. Yeah. We haven't done a rewatch on the show yet. Is that ever going to happen, you think? There's so many things for us to do. Maybe for like... Our 10th anniversary, like, revisit a movie from early on and, like, do it again and, like, compare and contrast how that show looks. Or we just do an Abbott and Costello movie. (laughs) 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 Anyway, that's cool. I, uh, I like his work. I'm excited for more. Uh, was that it for your news and nuggets? Yes. So it's time for what we're watching. What we're consuming. Oh, wait, sorry. Whatever you want to call it. Yeah. One final, as a transition from news to watching. Sure. I knew it was coming up, but I forgot that by the time this episode airs, season two of The Witcher will have kicked off. That's right. Because that comes out this Friday. I actually was going to bring that up during this segment. Okay. So perfect transition. I'm, yeah, it's perfect. I'm, I'm excited. I uh, I like I like having a new show like that coming about. Um, especially, I really enjoyed the first season, so... Especially and and the fact that like when it was like oh the witch is coming out in a couple of weeks I was like oh right <laughs> and now it's here like a what month or so ago I was like oh I'd really kind of like to rewatch the first season just to revisit it because it's been so long I failed miserably I did not watch a single second of it again I definitely will not have time in the next two days so mm. we're just gonna have to go right into it I uh I will say I am missing this year. My last two years of doing uh, the Mandalorian at this time. Well, we we had it last year, right? And the year before, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah. just the way you phrase that confused me. But yeah, I miss in it. its I miss place, it. in this in its place, we can have Witcher watch. Witcher, and we can. Would you watching? Plus, we uh, also get Book of Boba is right around the corner too. So that's true. Which we could we could continue to do Manda watch for. I feel like. A fat featurette. Okay. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> I love it. I mean, we'll be perfect because uh, we always did Manda watch after the credits, so we could do right. a fat featurette like after the credits roll. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Ooh, look forward, look forward to that. I can't wait to to watch that. I just just want more of those things. It's so so exciting, so entertaining. Uh, I will be watching The Witcher, but I'm not yet because this is being recorded before that. <laughs> so great. At least Ow, what? Uh, 48 hours. <laughs> are you consuming? Oh, we're going to go back and forth? Um, sure. So last Friday, I consumed the premiere of season six, the final se- season of The Expanse. Mm. And it was pretty good. It was a shorter episode than I would have liked. Although, a little bit of a cheat code. So I was reading like into depth into like, how the production of this final season went and 
like how the studio and Amazon and the showrunners pitched back and forth and settled on a six episode season, which I was a little disappointed by, but they're like, oh, the episodes are a little longer. And especially it sounds like the finale itself is going to basically kind of be a movie. It's going to be almost. Oh, that's cool. I think that's awesome. One little thing that they did was they, after editing a cohesive episode, it sounds like for the first five episodes, there's going to be a little mini like webisode type thing at the end of each one. And it seems like it's probably they shot a lot of scenes and then edited them down or edited them out because it didn't fit with the flow of the episode. So the first episode had basically it amounted to a one shot that filled in deeper context to some of the relationships. And it was like kind of a follow on to a major ish thing that happened. It was like a six minute short after the episode. So the 47 minute episode really basically became about a 53 minute episode, which fair enough. So if all five of them ends up being five to eight minutes long, you're getting basically a whole nother episode over the course of the season. So that seems like a fair trade off. Although I will, I will say Amazon made it incredibly frustrating to access this because (laughs) Have you ever noticed when you watch on Amazon, I don't know if you've ever explored this feature, there's the x-ray thing that you could click on Mm -hmm. when you pause. And a lot of times it has, like, links to, like, different character stuff or bonus, like, information or, like, still shots or whatever. Yeah. So I was informed while reading before the premiere that these mini episodes would be in the x-ray tab. Okay, that's kind of cool. If you, like, people never really explore and you want to push more people to explore it, like, that seems like a way to do it. So me and Domishon Brian watched the show together. We started the book club reading The Expanse together. So Friday after work, I went by. We watched the episode. It sounds like we're going to try and do that weekly on Friday nights, which is kind of cool. Nice. And because uh, he lives five minutes away. And so we finished watching the episode. I mentioned this thing to him and we try and find it in the x-ray tab. And it's not there. I'm like, <laughs> what? So we tried like backing out back to like the la- like the, like the, the homepage so of... The Expanse, and of the episode itself, and of the season, and all that stuff. Could not find it. So what the fuck? I was lied to. So I went online, I'm looking, looking. It seems like it only exists in certain formats. Because I think you can access it on a browser, or on the mobile device, but it sounds like, for whatever reason, there was no link to it on... We were watching it on, like, the Amazon app on a smart TV. It's like, that's fucking infuriating. So now, after me and him are watching it on a TV, we're now watching the final six minute thing on my phone <laughs> come on <laughs> and oh, and the worst stupid. like adding insult to injury i like signed on to his network and i was like well i'm gonna cheat and just cast it to the television sure cast the episode go to click on the bonus thing reverse back to the phone i was like you motherfucker wow yes what a weird what a weird thing to do and why yeah there's and no good reason why for that. No. no this is this is for toilet viewing only that's dumb i i caught up on a couple of episodes of hot ones i've not watched that in a very long time since like when it first really spiked in popularity and like you and me were talking about the paul rudd one and stuff like that Mm -hmm. Um, i'm a big fan of those they're very fun super entertaining i watched the tom holland episode and i don't know if i'm pronouncing his name right but is it simu lu the main character of uh Shang-Chi, yes. uh, he, I watched his episode too. They were both very, had me for really just like laughing out loud, especially Tom Holland. He's, he, he cracks me up. Um, so that's been a lot of fun. Big fan of hot ones. 
I think I saw something about was Halle Berry on recently, and she like absolutely demolished those wings. Don't know. I haven't. I haven't caught up on all the episodes. I, I like I think we'll I put them s- on, and then like I'll watch the next three that play in the queue, and then like I'll be like, okay, that's enough for now. I think I saw a snippet about it online, and I was like, oh yeah, I kind of forgot that that's still a thing because didn't he have like some other spinoff show too? Well, that that whole group they do there's they do a lot of different things. First we feast. Um, so there's, they have a lot of shows. But... No, but like a specifically. Oh, like Sean Evans. Like does he? Yeah, specifically something? like Hot Ones, like spinoff he, he, thing. I thought he may. Did. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I have a key in my pocket. That's, That's a Kim's key. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. That's Hot Ones. What else are you watching? Consuming, doing, enjoying. Um. So, on Saturday and Sunday. I caught up on having been behind a couple of weeks of Succession and Curb Your Enthusiasm. Okay. So Sunday night, well, the last Succession ended with kind of a cliffhanger, slightly. A potential cliffhanger. Not even like 100% sure it was one when it ended. It could have just been a mood thing. And so I went to fire up the episode on Monday. Because I didn't have time to watch it Sunday night because I was exhausted. And I found out when I went to fire it up that it was the season finale. I was like, no, why? Why? And also online, everyone is talking about it. It was like, shit, shit, trying to like avoid the spoilers because I didn't realize it was the season finale. Because it was only the ninth episode. I didn't realize uh, that they wasn't ten this season. I was like, fuck. Like, it did seem like it was burning along towards the end game, But I, I just assumed I had two more episodes ahead of me and instead I had one. So I watched it Monday night. Oh boy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Anyone, I don't want to spoil it in any way, shape, or form, especially since you don't watch the show, but I'm sure eventually it's going to pique your interest enough. I've been talking about it long enough that it's going to get you eventually. Yeah. Um, Man, fans of history will really appreciate the twists and turns of this episode. (laughs) And fans of the history of this show, in case you haven't gotten to it like like me and were a little bit behind... We're like, okay, I'm going to get to it now. Finally, I have time. Man, what a fucking finale. What a show. Cool. I love walking away feeling that way. It's absolutely riveting. There's some stuff, the twists and turns, the twist, the the twist in this one. Like I said, if you're a fan of history, you might have been able to see where it was coming. And watching it all tie together. And there's some videos that made it out online of people tying together the narrative and thematic threads from the show. And especially from this season to how the finale played out. I was like, Oh shit. It was there all along for us to see. <laughs> and like, it was one of a million things that. that had been kind of filed away in the back of my head where it's like, Ooh, that could be a thing. That could be a thing. That could be mm-hmm. a thing. But just the depth of detail of this plot line was incredible. That's awesome. I love stuff like that. I just like, I love putting in the investment on a show. And then when the credits roll on that final episode, just being like, again, yes, <laughs> again, please roll it again. Roll That's it awesome. again. Uh, <laughs> I finally watched a Christmas movie. Okay. It's a, a little late for me. I usually try to get a few in already. But this oh, point. you haven't watched any to this point. No, I don't think so. I may have put one on in the background. I put Elf on while we were, de- were decorating the tree, and I had Home Alone Yeah, you on put Elf on the shelf, before. got it. Uh, but we watched 8-Bit Christmas, which is uh, available on HBO Max. I don't know that one. And it was great! It was yeah. so good! It's I love 
I love when I get to watch a new Christmas movie that I haven't seen before, and it really just just hits home. Uh, it is about well, it it is narrated by Neil Patrick Harris, who is a character in the movie. He's telling his daughter the story about how about the Christmas that he wanted. They're playing an NES at his parents' house, and the the story about how he got the NES. Hmm. And you know, it starts off with his daughter not, like not really wanting to hear it because she she wants a phone for Christmas. Is this whole parallel thing, and uh, and then he starts telling the story, and she's getting more and more into it. And like you can see, like that every time they cut back to that him telling her the story, like they're getting more into what they're doing, and they're like it's like more have him more of a holiday feel. It's really fun, but uh, the the cast of kids that they got to play the young version of Neil Patrick Harris and his friends. Um, they're, they are tremendous actors. They're, they're, they did such a good job. They're so funny. They have great chemistry and it's like, it's all eighties references. It's like, I love how they, they recreated like mall scenes and things like that with like, you know, old product stock and stuff like that. That makes it look so good. And man, it's just, it's so silly and so heartwarming. And it was just, it was a perfect Christmas movie. I was really, really happy. The name of that sounds vaguely familiar, but I definitely don't know anything about it. It's I, I think you'll really you would really enjoy it. It's funny. Was that from like this year? Or is it from like a couple of years ago? Or I think it's this year. I mean, I've never heard of it before. I just saw it. I just happened to see it when I opened yeah. HBO Max. So it's funny because I hadn't seen a new Christmas movie in a long time, and last year I saw was it Claus or Klaus? I forget how it was pronounced. Klaus, now. yeah class yeah i watched that for the first time last year and i think it was from what the year before or two years before yeah mm-hmm. um that, that was pretty good it was it was i that one i was what we had that one on but we had just found out that kim was pregnant and we were very distracted so <laughs> i didn't really fully watch it. it was i i have fond memories of it because of the time <laughs> but yeah. um i thankfully have gotten my christmas movie viewing in over the course of the month, and I think a pretty good pace. I may not get to all of the ones that I would like or not mind seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen Elf. I saw both Home Alones. I okay. saw White Christmas last weekend. Uh, okay. I've seen Christmas Vacation plus a couple of other snippets of Christmas Vacation. Um, I have not gotten to It's a Wonderful Life, which I can kind of take or leave, but my dad loves it, so usually we all watch it together. Did you watch? I, have you watched the colored version of it? I watched it last. We we didn't do it for the show last year, did we? I think we did. We did. I think. We and did I think I said year. I said that was the first time I ever watched it in color. Oh, okay. Yeah, that that was cool. I I liked that. Um, I did get to one new Christmas movie this year, not new to the world, but new to me, and it's going to be the one we feature for next week's episode so for Christmas. My favorite Christmas movie, Just Friends. So. Yeah. That was uh, an experience, Ugh. and uh, <laughs> I love I'm it tr- so much. <laughs> I know, I know you do. Um, I'm trying to remember: is there any other Christmas movies I've missed? I didn't see any of the old. Sorry, I saw one of the old animated ones, animated in quotations. I did watch a um, Santa Claus Coming to Town, which I cool. think is probably my favorite of all of those. Um, I, I haven't see... rewatched those classics in a long time. I do. Ha- I have them all. We bought them for my dad a few years ago because he loved all of those because they came mm. out obviously when he was a kid. And I think they watched Rudolph and one of the other ones, maybe Frosty, 
the uh, the night I was out playing poker. So I missed that. I know I caught part of A Year Without a Santa Claus on TV a few weekends ago. Yeah. I uh, There was one. I lost it. I lost it. I haven't seen the I haven't seen the animated ones in a long time. I really do. I I I, I loved those. I definitely excited to watch them with a the little guy at some point. But uh, yeah, I have to. I think I have to kick it into gear and start putting a couple on. Maybe 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 we have to watch one every night within the next week to really catch up. That's probably the only way that you could do it. I'm I'm okay with overloading on it. You do like you know cocktails one night, hot cocoa the next night. You know, you, 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 we'll make it work. We good. We could eggnog the next night. <laughs> you do eggnog? Are you an eggnog guy? It seems like something you wouldn't like. I'm a bigger fan of coquito. Of what? Coquito. I thought you said cookie dough. And I'm like, these are not similar things. <laughs> I mean, I was never a big fan of like raw cookie dough, but like baked cookie dough cookies. Yeah. <laughs> baked cookie doughs <laughs> are in fact cookies. What is co- what, 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 what did you say? Coquito. C-O-Q-U-I-T-O. It's kind of like Coquito. Puerto Rican eggnog, basically. But instead okay. of with whatever terrible things that go into eggnog, it's primarily like <laughs> I think it's coconut coconut cream and cinnamon and Ooh. spiced rum and all that. It's delightful. That sounds really good. Yeah, it's really I would good. like to make that happen. I'm gonna have to look up a recipe for that. Never heard of it. I will send you a recipe. I found one last year, made it, it was delightful. But my dad has a woman who works for him, she makes it and hands it out to some people uh every nice. year. And he brought home a huge pitcher doesn't do it justice. It's like, you know, like one of those Gatorade jugs that has a spout at the bottom. Yeah. Not that, but not a lot smaller than that, but with a spout okay. at the bottom. And it's taking up 50% <laughs> of the downstairs fridge. And <laughs> like I had a little keg? bigger than a mini keg, smaller than a Gatorade okay. cooler. Got it. <laughs> um, Got it. <laughs> it's pretty tasty. I will I will dig up at some point in the next day or two my recipe, and I will send it Excellent. to you and I, you try making it because I made I it last year for the first time, and it was so good. Nice. I'm, I'll definitely I'll definitely make it. I, I could use a holiday holiday drink like that. I made eggnog last year, last year or two years ago. Uh, you know, from scratch, did the whole thing. It was a lot, and when it was done. I was like, I could see how this is a good eggnog, but I think I like crappy eggnog better. <laughs> like I, I like... don't because I don't because it tastes like bubblegum. No, no. Yes, it does. <laughs> yes, it absolutely does. It does. I no, I disagree. Yeah, no, it does. <laughs> it's because you... it's it's the high it's the high fructose corn <laughs> syrup. It literally tastes like a ball of bubblegum. No way. Yeah. Maybe, okay, maybe I like mediocre. Not bad. (laughs) Not, not, the thing is, the homemade one I found to be too loose. Even though it was, it wasn't like watery. It was still had a thickness to it. I hated that description of that. (laughs) There's no way that you were going to like eggnog. I just. (laughs) No, I mean, I've had it since I was a kid and I've always, like every year I'm like, I'm not sure if I like it. And mm-hmm. then I had several years where I hadn't had it. I had three different types of it last Christmas. I had varying 
mileage with all of them. It's fine. <laughs> but it, all of it has the subtle aftertaste or not so subtle aftertaste of gumball. <laughs> That's insane to me. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to think gumball next time I drink it. And see well, the problem is you're gonna forget about this conversation until the moment you go to take a sip, and then it's gonna pop into <laughs> the back of your mind you're ruin, as you're taking a sip. You're gonna, and then ruin you're gonna be like, oh, God. Me. I well uh that is that will be terrible because I don't like bubblegum flavored things. I like so. bubblegum. I, it's been a long time since I've had it, but I don't, I don't mind it as far as gum. It's not, I prefer mint gum, but like every once in a while, stuff a wad of what is the chew. Thing? What is the flavor of bubble gum? High fructose corn syrup. It's just it's just corn syrup. Yeah, I don't like probably, it. Probably yeah. I, I'm I'm a, I don't like bubble gum flavor. Uh, so I can't uh, like I, I'm gonna try to. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna try to make like conjure this next time I drink because I'm so fascinated. By that statement, I uh, what you, did we went me you me you me I don't know. You, I believe what, it's what are you, your turn. You, I believe it's my your turn. turn now, All right. Last week I had wa- told you I watched Far From Home. Yes, I watched Far From Home again. and Spider Man Two. Okay, I I'm I want to watch all the Spider Man before <laughs> before the the, spi- new the, sp- the assorted Spiders Man, but I keep finding myself going back to the ones that I love. Mm-hmm. Naturally. And I, uh, I was like, I think I'm going to watch The Amazing Spider-Man because I think I've only seen it the one time and I feel like I should probably rewatch it before. You only watched it one time? I think so. I own it too. See, I've seen that one a lot of times, but the funny thing is, technically I've never seen the second one. Oh. I think I've seen the second one maybe only once also. I own that one too. Which means that I've never watched the one that I bought. <laughs> <laughs> I have to imagine that there's probably a good 15% of movies on your wall that you've never watched since you purchased them. Um, I feel like it's probably... I, I, you could probably count them on, on, on one or two hands. So I feel like we've had this conversation about one or two other movies in the past. Yeah. There's a... I, I'm pretty sure there's a movie in there somewhere that I've just never seen. Not the Doors movie. movie. I have a DVD of the Doors movie that I intended I've never, to watch I've never and seen never it. watched it's it. Good. Yeah, I've never, that's why I bought it. It was in one of those bins at Best Buy. I believe it was two dollars. <laughs> I never, never watch it. I will say one thing that bothers me just immensely about the Amazing Spider-Man Two is the it is one of those Blu-rays that has like a non-standard box. And why it's like, like it's slightly thicker, and it throws off the entire row of movies. Ah, so you end up with a weird space at the end of the row because you can't fit a whole very irritating. Oh, I can fit it in. I just can't get movies out of that row. That's the problem. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. Deal with it. I feel like I'll have to see that one again. uh, Both of them again, because I I really don't remember them, and I assume that I'm going to want that refresher before I see the next one. What else are you consuming? I want to say that I'm going to go see Spider-Man tomorrow. I'm not. I want to say I desperately want to see it Friday, but I definitely won't be able to. I probably won't be able to Saturday, and I probably won't want to Sunday, and I won't be able to Monday. <laughs> you see where I'm this is a real roller coaster. Exactly. Um, anyway, so my final consumption note is a podcast. I just got a weirdly, sorry. I just want to. I just got a, a screening invite for Spider Man. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Uh, My final... I'm not going to it. <laughs> ah, that's, that's like a theme. Um, I 
my final note is on a podcast. And it was a podcast that I came across at some point in the last couple of months. It was in part added to the Levitard and Friends podcast network. And up until yesterday, I didn't realize it was technically two podcasts and that I was only getting one of them. But I've been wondering for some time why it felt like I was only getting half of the jokes. Is because <laughs> I was only listening to half of the episodes. Oh my because God. it's on two separate streams for some idiotic reason. That's so, enough for me to not even bother. No, it's good enough that it's worth. It's not going to be for you because it's it's about college football sometimes. Oh yeah, yes. Um, and so anyone who likes college football or likes to laugh, but mostly who likes to who likes college football and to laugh would enjoy this show. So the main show is called the Full Cast. Sorry, the Shutdown Full Cast, and it's co-hosted by Jason Kirk. Holly Robertson, Holly Anderson, Holly Robertson, something like that. Spencer Hall and Ryan Nanny, and then assorted other people they're friends with. They're all college football writers and or podcasters and such. And the way I was introduced to the show was the full cast after dark, which they would record Saturday night starting at like 10 o'clock at night after the football games were over, like only the Pac-12 games on the West Coast were on still. They would record from like 10 to 1 in the morning. and. It's insane. It's an insane show. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's the best description of this show I can give is it's flicks in a six. If flicks in a six was about college football. Okay. And that's why I like it so much. I think because sure. it's the level of tangents and rabbit holes. They go down is staggering. And there are entire episodes that are only they're all like an hour and a half long and sometimes there's only like 40 minutes of college football talk in them and they have a ton of detail sometimes and not so much at other times and but they know their shit like they can do it in a really knowledgeable way but they do it always in an entertaining way and cool. just the way that they riff when it's like three to eight people on the podcast at a time is hilarious and anyone who comes in to their sphere like gets it and is part of it and it's fun um, but I discovered the other day that it's actually the full cast after dark was a spinoff of the shutdown full cast. I was like, Oh, I've been really confused by the whole like branding and conversation around all of it. And now I get it because I'm missing the episode they do every Wednesday. I'm only listening to the Saturday night episodes. Yeah. So I listened to this That's and it was funny. so weird listening to last Wednesday's episode last night or afternoon, whatever. Um, and realizing that what they were referencing on Saturday, I thought it was like a throwback thing. And it was from earlier <laughs> in the week. And I was like, oh, this is so weird hearing these things out of order. And this week, I think 40 minutes into the episode, they had maybe talked tangentially about college football for a total of like six minutes. And what they were consumed with primarily, was my final conversation point on this, was Antioch the birthday spider. I'm sorry? Antioch, the birthday spider. What is this? It's Antioch, the birthday spider. <laughs> I, I, I'm not a, I'm, I'm not a spider person. I'm I know. Spider Man. Uh, if you could do me a favor, uh, I'm typing it in. No, no, you don't have to because I'm sending you a picture right now on your phone. Can you look at oh. your phone? Yeah. Sorry, the Google search went through before the message came. <laughs> Let's see. Can you see that picture uh, I sent you? What is this? No. <laughs> Oh, like this. So this is like a knockoff of a knockoff of Chuck E. Cheese and all of that stuff. No. Yes. Is it really? 
Absolutely. Is, is there a place that exists where this thing sings to you? Not anymore, but there was. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Nope. So anyone, no. honestly, even if you don't like college football, find last week's episode <laughs> of the Shutdown Fullcast and listen to like the first 40 minutes because in the first five minutes or so, they kind of tangentially talk about how the only way that a certain college football coach could ascend to the position he needs to was to beat the shit out of his father, who's a famous college football coach. And the only way he could do so was to lose his virginity. And then they spent about 25 minutes riffing on Antioch, the birthday spider. And it's joyous and it will bring a smile to your face and revulsion to your heart. And then you, if you don't like college football, you can just turn off the rest of the episode, even though it's still strong. You don't need that, but you need to hear about Antioch, the birthday spider. And if you're too lazy to do that, just spend the five minutes reading about the wiki page on line. Just search Antioch, the well, birthday spider. Hang on. There's a wiki If you page. search Antioch, the birthday spider, the second result is Antioch Showbiz Pizza Wiki. Yes, that's all from the but same the thing. The first right? result is the episode of the podcast you're talking about. That, that's absolutely true because it's a very popular college football podcast. Uh, it actually it is branded as the only college football podcast. That nice. is that is the branding of the show. Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast, the only college football podcast in the world. <laughs> that's great. That's great. One of the video game podcasts I listen to says that too. So uh, yeah, I. I got so much joy listening to that episode yesterday, and it was hilarious and horrifying. It's so funny. And I felt like I was listening to an acid trip, and <laughs> it's I just trip. read the short blurb about it coming down from the ceiling during the birthday song, and I just, no, just passed. Yep. Don't want any of that in my life. <laughs> well, because last Saturday on the, sh- on the full cast after dark, they're at part of it, because most of them are went to college in the South and or from the South. We're talking about the tornado that happened in like the South and Midwest, whatever states, mm. it was Kentucky, Tennessee, Missouri, that hit like five states or something like that. I forget. Um, and they were talking about how Kentucky in particular was hit really badly. And they had set up a, not, not the full cast people, but like their the state of Kentucky had set up a bunch of different places that you can donate to, to help. And they were really strongly advocating. And the only thing they asked in return for them was that, like the care of note for all the donations be given oh, no. in honor <laughs> of Antioch, the birthday spider, <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> which turned into a whole riff about, we really hope that enough of you do this, that you can help all of these poor people. And that when the governor goes on to talk about it, they can, they <laughs> they can extend their it. thanks and give the keys to the city. <laughs> to <Antioch. laughs> That's great. Uh, oh man, I. That's it. That's all you're consuming. That's the rest. No, that's. I could. You, how could I possibly consume more than that? <laughs> that's that's true. So I am continuing to watch Hawkeye. Um, okay. Is it uh, no continuing longer, to be mediocre? No longer begrudgingly. Uh, yeah, it's still it's still not great. It was it was th- three in. Now that I'm four episodes in, I feel mm-hmm. like it was three episodes. Of establishing a character who doesn't really need much establishing, and another character who's not all that interesting. Hmm. So they could have skipped to using them. It's a lot of establishment, which is where we're at now. Like the actual characters are now like just in time for it to end next on. week, <laughs> right? Right? Like it's like oh, actually, there's one today, right? Yeah, I have to yes. watch that one. So I was watching. So this is last week's episode. Uh, it was I, I was at least entertained by it. I thought they. 
they were able to actually give the characters some life and emotion that like I kind of wanted to follow. I felt interested. Um, there's, I feel like they're trying to hint at some sort of big reveal of something that's coming, which I don't want to say it, um, what it is, but I, it's, it seems pretty obvious in, in the way that, uh, the captain and the was it the Winter Soldier and Falcon mm-hmm. when we were like that's the bad guy <laughs> you know <laughs> it was like yeah. it seems it seems kind of obvious in that way um, they did uh, they did introduce reintroduce a character from another Marvel property which is cool okay. um, it was again the writing was on the wall it, it was very much in your face and then so in your face. And then, like, if you don't get it by now, are you watching? And then they take the mask off, like <laughs> type of thing. It's like, yeah, I thought, I thought it was going to be one of those situations where it was so on the nose and in your face. It's like, okay, so obviously it's a misdirection at this point, but no, wait, sure. it's not. No, no <laughs> it's not. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's like they've done all but say the person's name. Yet, <laughs> yet between the lines, they were shouting it at you. <laughs> But it was you hear some produ- you hear some like production manager guy <laughs> off screen yelling, yeah. "Oh my god, it's whatever his name is." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Her, her name is whatever. Yeah. So that that it was cool though. I'm looking forward to seeing how that plays out, um, especially for the dynamics between the characters that are, they are focusing on. But I'm trying not to give anything away. It's weird because like I part of me wants to just tell you what's going on, but the other part of me is like maybe like there's a I have a I I hope hope that something good happens in the next three episodes, like that it's like exciting and worth watching by then. Hmm. Um, but it's no, it's no Loki, you know? I still have not started. I don't know when I'll be able to start. That's, that's, that's fine. I will say, I, you know what? Hey, that's the Christmas thing I'm watching. This thing is Christmas, Christmas. Christmas. It's a Christmas thing. Absolutely. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, in like the, it, in in a little more than the diehard way, right? Like it's not like there's, there's just Christmas direction. Uh, decorations there's like a whole i promise i'll be home for christmas scenario too Hmm. so anyway there's some there's also some family stuff going on it's good that that part of it's good so it keeps me it keeps me interested enough that i'm gonna continue i'm not dropping it is what i'm saying well at this point it would seem foolish to drop it that's true i feel compelled to watch all the mcu things well sure but even still like some, and I know it's some cost fallacy, but if you watch four or six episodes, you might as well watch all six. True. True. That's that's fair. I never, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm pretty sure there's a Netflix season. And I don't think I watched the second season of Jessica Jones. I don't think I watched that. Should I, should that probably one, go back for that. Jessica Jones was good. Yeah, I liked the first season. I don't know why. Yeah. I think it was burnt out because I watched like Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and Defenders like in quick succession. And I was just like, <laughs> by the end of it. <laughs> the, so if you didn't watch the second season of that, there's no way you watched the second season of Iron Fist. Oh, oh, I, I didn't know there was a second season of Iron Fist. Yeah, and a second season of Luke Cage. What? Oh my god, there's three seasons of television that I have? Yes. Should I watch them? <sighs> what order do I have to watch them in? Season one of daredevil season one of jessica no no of the, of the ones i have left <laughs> season no I'm, no I'm trying to go through the whole thing oh, okay all right, all right season one of luke cage season one of iron fist season two of daredevil defenders 
Punisher. You missed two the Punisher almost Punisher. exists outside of. Yeah, that's true. Like you can honestly watch that whatever because it had nothing to do with the Defenders arc. It only that's has true. to do with the Daredevil arc, really. And mm-hmm. so after Defenders, I guess it was Luke Cage two, Jessica Jones two, Iron Fist two. I think it was more or less in release order. Okay, gotcha. Luke, Jessica, Iron Fist. All right, to, I think so. I'll double. I'll, 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 I will get the uh, the order, the appropriate order before I try watching it. But I feel like I might as well. I don't want to. I mean, it's not like there wasn't entertaining uh, stuff in it, but like Iron Fist, the show just wasn't good. Um, yeah, whatever. The first, uh, but half there, like of there the was entertaining Luke stuff. Cage is good. Yes. Hmm? Yeah. Anyway, Hawkeye. We'll see where it goes. I am also continuing to watch Dexter and very, very much enjoy it. I'm two weeks behind on that one. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's picking up some steam. And uh, shit's hitting the fan. And I love it. I love it. Nice. Also, they're, doing, they're just doing a real great job with the with the Deb character. Like, being good. there I was a little concerned. They cut, they cut around her. It's really cool. There's that one scene from whichever episode it was, the third episode, let's say. Where, where he goes to the school with Harrison and mm-hmm. they the cut. No, no, before, no, um, not that scene. That scene was good. I mentioned that last week, but yeah, just talking about Deb specifically. Um, where they're in with the principal and they cut from the principal to Deb, and she's wearing the principal's clothes. Yeah, yeah. And then they cut back. That just is like a stupid little aha moment, like cracked me up mm-hmm. a little bit. They did a. I think they did a. I, I don't know if they kept the clothes, but they did another thing like that in this episode, okay. past episode. Uh, it's it's really it's I don't know it's really good. It's exciting. I really want like there's so so much like the basic premise is that Dexter is has been in hiding under an alias. Uh, Harrison, his son, comes to find him, and uh, the people in the town don't know anything about Dexter as Dexter and they don't know about his son and then like all that stuff is starting to unfold and things are coming to light and backstories are co- starting to come into play for other people and it's it's pretty cool. I'm looking I I I it's a it's definitely a good season of Dexter. Mm. Uh I'm well, good. I mean it, sh- it should be like they brought back the guy who originally ran the first four seasons when the show was pretty singularly excellent. So yeah, do, do you know what the intention is? Like, is this does this go on past this season? It was my impression that they just came back for this, but I wouldn't be surprised if they leave us open to possibly do more. So sure, I think they've yeah, been playing we'll coy. I think we won't hear any more about that until this ends. Right. I yeah, assuming that there's some big thing that'll happen. Yeah. Um, awesome. Anyway, that's Dexter. I'm, I'm, I'm actually one of those things like every Sunday when I'm like, oh yeah, right, a new episode to watch. That's, that's exciting. But, cool, man. Any other things you're consuming or shall we move on to fun and games? I'm ready for fun and games. All right. Did this movie come out before the year 2000? Uh, no. Okay. Did this movie come out in the aughts? Yes. Okay. Is this movie an action adventure or so? Yes. Is this movie a comedy? No. Does this movie have an ensemble cast? Yes. Uh, is this movie sci-fi? No. Okay. Is that four? Is that four? I don't know. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Action adventure, 2000. 
uh, ensemble cast. Yes. Right, wait, sorry. You said before 2000, aughts, ensemble cast, mm-hmm. and comedy. sci-fi. Wait, you said comedy? I asked comedy and sci-fi. They were both Shit, no's. So that's, a, so that's at least five, then. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, so the next Well, you also asked an action adventure. Did you ask six questions already? Shit. I don't know. You want to go re- recap? Recap uh, that's again. What I was trying, that's what I was trying to do, right? Let's do it again. You said before the year 2000? Yes. I said no. Uh-huh. You said in the aughts. I said yeah. yes. Yes, if it was an ensemble. Yes. I said yes. That's three. You asked, was it action adventure? Uh-huh. I said yes. Mm-hmm. You asked, was it sci-fi? I said no. Mm-hmm. You asked, was it a comedy? I said no. So that's six. Right. Okay, cool. Yeah. Good. All right. Sorry. I thought I could... I, silly me, I thought I could read a text real quick while, while you were asking yeah. questions. And I lost track of like three questions there. <laughs> like I answered them all properly. Should I, I should have just said yes. Yeah, fa- uh, does this movie take place in the time frame that it came out? No. Okay. Um, okay. Action, adventure, ensemble, 2000s, non-contemporary, non-sci-fi. Um, okay. Is this a war movie? No. Okay, great. Get nothing. Get nothing. It's uh, <laughs> where I was sitting last week. It's okay. just like, this is a whole lot of nothings. <laughs> Uh, is it oh, action adventure? Is this movie also a drama? I mean, let me see if it's listed that way on IMDb. Hmm. I'm gonna Just say yes. That. Okay, yes. Okay. Says so it. Is it um based on something in history? No, that's ten. Okay. Does it take place in the? I don't want to burn too many questions on this, but I really don't know what I'm looking at. Does it take place in the past? No. Okay, so we got a future ensemble action adventure drama from the 2000s. Not a war movie. Is it an apocalypse movie? No. Shit. Huh. Does it have well-known, like... Iconic action stars in it? Well, no, not iconic. No. I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> That's only 13. You still have seven more questions. I uh, know. I don't even know what to ask. Action, adventure, dramas on there. Ensemble cast. In the future. Does it take place on Earth? No. Ooh, okay. We got a Space Jam. <laughs> not Space Jam. <laughs> Not, uh, let, let me just throw this one out here for you. Considering that movie came out in like 1994 <laughs> or 96. It's not Space Jam. <laughs> also, I find I, it interesting. Listen, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. I've been very clear and accurate in all of my answers. There's something that you said in response to one of my answers that you're making a big assumption on that isn't necessarily true. I don't want to say too much. If it's not present day and it's not in the past, it's in the future. That's the only one I'm making an assumption on. No. Yes. Does Does it have to be? If it's, (laughs) if I miss, I I feel like I'm being stupid about something. If it's not, you're being a little 
too literal about something. About what? <laughs> I, if I now I feel like if I, I ask you into com- the future, you're going to say no, and that's going to be like, well, you're lying to me about something. <laughs> I don't want to say any more on the topic. I'm just going to say this: I stand concretely on all the answers I've given you, and that if you think of the confluence of the questions you asked me. And how I answer to all of them, you'll understand why I'm trying to right. guide you away from that. I may have to take this to Commissioner afterwards. We'll see how this plays out. Uh, okay. It's not sci-fi, but it takes place in space. You never asked me about space. I didn't say space. I did say on Earth, and it doesn't take place on Earth. You asked me if it took place on Earth, and I said no. Okay. Uh, oh, I did ask if it took place at the time that it came out, which is not true. Which could be, it could be. It did not take take place when it came out now. So, but it could be at a time that has passed (laughs) or is, or is current now. (laughs) Maybe that's. (laughs) I promise you, I'm not doing a word game of it was future then, but because 10 to 20 years have passed since then, it's no longer the future, it's the present. I'm not doing that, I promise. Okay, so hang on. It doesn't take place on Earth. (gasps) Action, adventure, drama. Not a sci-fi, though. Well, hang on a second. Can we just stop real quick? Do you understand how I have not in any way, shape, or form been lying or trying to mislead you when you just made the little mini-revelation you made there? Uh, I'm not sure yet, because I don't see how... (laughs) Any other? I don't see how it's not sci-fi yet. I'm afraid fantasy. Maybe is that why? Is this are one you of those ask, things? Are, is, are you asking me? Is it a fantasy? Uh, I'm. I'm not. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> okay. Well, I just want to be clear before I sure. answer in the affirmative or the sure. negative. <laughs> uh, it's an ensemble. It's the 2000s. It's not sci-fi. It's. Was this a well-received movie? Yes. Okay. Is it in the MCU? No. Okay. That's 15. It didn't... It doesn't take place on Earth. So does it take place in space? Another realm? In hell? In heaven? (laughs) (laughs) In a... Is it... Is it only in the sky? (laughs) Is, is it, Are you asking me? Is it only in no. the sky? You have to be uh, careful when you frame things in uh, the I'm form of a question out, like that. I'm just thinking out loud here. Uh, okay. We don't know. All right. I guess I don't want to ask because I feel like you... Mm, mind games. The mind games. Does this movie take place in space? No. Does it take place in another realm? Yes. It's well received. Correct. Can't came out in the 2000s. Mm-hmm. Well received. The first place that my head went is not, can't be, can't be it, can't. Um, what the fuck takes place in another realm? Wow, I'm drawing a big blank here. I'm thinking, the first thing that came to mind was Mortal Kombat when I said realm. <laughs> uh, that wasn't well received. Uh, uh, ensemble, action adventure, another realm, well received, aughts, uh, is this movie part of a trilogy? Yes. How many questions 18. do I have left? It was 18. 
Shit. <laughs> so you have one question and one guess. It's part of a trilogy. Oh, man. How am I going to narrow this down? It, is it your favorite entry in the trilogy? No. Shit. <laughs> it was a good gambit. This is now literally the flip of a coin. Well, that was, that was 18, right? Or was that 19? That was 19. No! Well, I thought that's why you were having it hung so badly, because if you had three guests, three oh, left, man. there's a way to narrow it down. To For some reason, three. I thought I was asking you 18. Well, that, that's... No, no, you had asked rough. 18. You were left with one question oh, and one guess to get to, to parse out three things into one. So you're, it was always going to come down to a 50-50 unless you could find a really clever Damn. way to answer the question. Oh, no. Um... So do you understand now why I was trying to not give away too much? I and why it. I thought you were being a little too literal? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, okay. Well, there's a big spider in the third one. <laughs> Even if I'm wrong, I think that's a good reason to guess that one. <laughs> um, Reg- on regrettably, the- it was not Antioch the birthday spider. Damn. That is... Oh boy! How could okay? Which one should I go with? Uh, I really feel like I I think I feel like it would be great if that was the reason you picked that one. I, in hopes that that's the reason you picked it, I'm going to go. Is it the Lord of the Rings: Return of the King? Unfortunately for you, it's the Fellowship of the Ring. No, <laughs> and the reason I chose it. Is because I saw on, I want to say it was, I forget if it was Time Magazine or what, one of those major magazines that still kind of exists. It's the 20th anniversary of the Fellowship of the, of the Wow. Ring. That came out in 2001. Wow. That's great. 2001. Damn. I mean, geesh. Well, you know what? I'm okay with how far I got. Yes. Well, I mean, you did get there. At the end, right? You just didn't quite get the exact right one, and that's fine. That's but right. yes, December right. December twenty third, two thousand one. Wow. Looks like when it was released in U.S. and Canada, and um, yeah. Did so, one of those movies come out each year? Yes, they because they shot them all back to back, and they released them two thousand one, two thousand two, two thousand three. What? What a feat! Absolutely, it's a tremendous. My feat goodness, filmmaking. Um, and that's why I wanted to commemorate that because we were coming right up on it. I know it's technically next week, but it was my turn to do it this week, not next week. So, um, yeah, so it couldn't take place in the past, present or future because it doesn't take place in our universe. Sure. And I didn't know how to say that without totally tipping off the fact that it was Lord of the Rings because it probably would have if I came out and literally said, uh, idiot, it, uh, it's, it's not in a real thing, you know? (laughs) Man, I'm trying to think. All right, knowing at that point that it was three, it was one of three movies. What could I have asked? I don't know. I was kind of thinking about that myself when I knew that that was the predicament you were in. I don't know if there's a way. Like you, prop the way you could have done it. There's. I feel like there's only the only thing I could do is to get myself. Is it one or two? Is it like one of these two? Which is what I did. So like the I'm tr- yeah. I made the it way a coin that you could have got it. It wouldn't have guaranteed that it narrowed it down, right? Was you could have asked like, was King Theoden in it? Because he's only in the second and third one. And so, if the answer was no, you would have one. But it's not a guarantee it gets you down to one. But like, 
that that's one of like the few ways you could narrow down. Yeah, but no, but at the point where I knew what I was doing, I only had one question to narrow it down to one of them. And that's I, what I'm saying. Like that wouldn't have guaranteed that it narrowed it down to one. Yeah. I'm saying, but like there are certain things that overlap between two of them, but not all three, but not many of them, right? Like there's certain characters that were like. Other than that, though, yeah, it's it's tough to find one defining thing that's only into. Like, I'm sure we could if we spent a long enough time thinking about it, but I I can't think of anything off the top of my head other than certain like characters or actors or Man. whatever that were in it. Good pick, twentieth, twentieth. Man, are they going to release another version of that? I, I really hope Ex- not. Extended, extended cut. Well, they did the uh, earlier this year. They did the uh, the 4K like re-release, um, right. and that that makes sense, I guess. Did right? I buy yeah. that? I I don't know. I feel like I bought. I know he talked about it when it came out, but I don't remember if you committed to buying it. Uh, please hold. Just taking a quick scan. I want to say, well, huh? Interesting. I definitely. Oh, I did buy it. Cool. <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's on the collections row, not in the. Uh, that makes alphabet, sense. Alphabetizing portion of our our setup here. Al, I believe. I believe. Uh, that is time for our flick of the week. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Released in 2021, rated PG-13, with a two-hour and 12-minute runtime. Your IMDB synopsis. Shang-Chi, the master of weaponry-based kung fu, is forced to confront his past after being drawn into the Ten Rings organization. Ooh, it sounds so diabolical. Uh, I just realized that I had started a text and it's still recording everything I say. Um, so that's going to have to stop that real quick. Al, <laughs> why don't you give me, <laughs> somebody was about to be very confused when that sent off. Um, why don't you give me your hot take? Um, before I do that though, mm. um, I, when did we establish that he was the master of weapons-based kung fu? Uh, okay, I'm glad you asked. I was going to circle back to that afterwards, but um, yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I also now that you mention it, he was pretty good with a lot of weapons and and without weapons. But I feel like his sister was better with the weapons, though. I feel like he was more like bare hands, or is he like more like everything around him is a weapon? He is the weapon. He is the weapon. So weapons-based for sure. Yeah. Um, anyway, back to I, I'm sorry to derail like that. So I, like, I was I was hearing that because I didn't read it. I just heard you saying it, and I was like, "Who no. who writes the IMDb synopsis? Is this like a Wiki, Wikipedia type situation?" Well, they make fun of that all the time on Cinephobe, where not even so much the synopsises, though those sometimes too, but the um, the categories sometimes mm, are like wildly yeah, off, and the they wonky. like Amin and 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 Mays like make fun of Zach, and he's like, "It's not mine. I'm just reading it off of IMDb." <laughs> but yeah, yeah I, well, no. so what are the what are the ones for this movie? Let me double check real quick what they have listed as. It is a action adventure fantasy. I think that's fair. Yeah, that that's fair. That's exactly. By the way, to your point, to your point about whether or not the Fellowship, your action action adventure in the U.S. for drama, and I was like, I mean, I would say so, but I don't know if they're looking for like prestige drama like yeah yeah i guess red or but it was it was on there so um you know mm. i'm okay with it yeah. it's certainly closer to drama than a comedy or any other sort of thing. sure it's not like a dumb action movie that's just an action anyway yeah. my tweet length review a fun ride that mercifully gives us a new take on the superhero origin story 
even if it succumbs to the expected CGI configuration and weak villain of MCU wrote. 6.5 yeah. out of 10 rings. Ah. Somehow I missed that opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm kind of embarrassed to say mine. <laughs> A wonderfully choreographed return to the origin story. Seven out of ten mandarins. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I've been, I, I kind of, I think I had said this a few weeks back, a few months back at this point, uh, when we were talking about looking forward to this movie. That I, I could, I could do a, I could do an origin again. I think I'm ready for one. And uh, I was happy that it was, you know. They did it. I think they did the origin story well. Uh, I thought the pacing of it was was pretty good, and it wasn't. While the origin story mechanics of like explaining it weren't like exactly the same as like some of the other ones. To your point uh, in your in your uh, review, the just the villain's weak. Villain's mm-hmm. very weak. Um, it was just a shame. Uh, but I guess like it's almost it's funny. Like the he doesn't have a lot of the, the father. He doesn't have a lot of. I guess screen time. He's he's there in the beginning, maybe too much, and then not at all, and then again, and it's like trying to take over some chew up some scenery, but he's just not. He's really he's not that compelling. It's like this character that's been around for hundreds of years, and I feel like he wouldn't be a stranger to mind games, which is the <laughs> thing that's like driving him. <laughs> yeah, but what if magic? But what, <laughs> what magic indeed? I am curious. Uh, <laughs> what about magic? I am curious though. Like, where do, is this a new pillar in the MCU? What do you mean? Like this fantasy, like dragons realm thing? I don't know. Obviously, it's been around for a long time in the MCU. Well, not the MCU in the in the comics background, right? Because sure. You have a character like Doctor Strange, who has dabbled pretty heavily into the East Asian influences. I mean, what, like, wasn't his like main nemesis like Fu Manchu? I don't know. I don't really know much about. I want to the... say that was the case, and he's one of like the OG Avengers. Doctor Strange is way more important to the comics iterations of the Avengers than he has been on screen. Sure. So far. Um, and then you have an Iron Fist, and you have a Shang-Chi, and... Now, Iron Fist and Shang-Chi, do they over... Do you know... I can't really remember. I remember he, like, was going up into the mountains, and there was a pathway that was only open at certain points. Is this the same place? It... While the backstory seemed very similar, it wasn't, at least by name, unless they was one of those things where... Because, you know, sometimes they've renamed them different iterations and stuff like that. Sure. because in in Iron Fist it was Kun Lun, and here it was right. Talo or whatever it was, right? Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. So okay, so, but like that's the thing. Like remember we had you know we had like the more grounded like there was like the the Iron Man, Captain America, the Hulk here on Earth type things. There was the the space Guardians of the Galaxies out there. Captain Marvel goes in and out. I feel like um, we had. The that that the more mystical with um, Doctor Strange, but I feel like this is not that. I feel like it's something. It's something else. It's kind of in 
it's I mean I guess it's it would go more in the Thor category. Yeah, I guess so. Like like another it is it seems like cuz it's like a portal to another realm type of situation, right? Yeah. So, it's just not Yeah, okay. I could I could see that. I guess maybe it fits it fits better in that space. I could also see that that chicken pig definitely had like Ragnarok vibes as far yes. as like uh character I mean, how dissimilar was the Oh, so how how dissimilar was he really from Meek? Yeah. <laughs> But uh, okay, all right. I could say I could, I could see that. I I really I mean I enjoyed my time watching it. I I definitely I was engaged the whole way through. Um, yeah, uh, no, I I liked the movie. I just didn't totally love the movie. Yeah. It, it was fine. I just felt like there was kind of a hard cap on how good it could be for sure. my own enjoyment. Um, what I will say is, as far as the origin thing, while they decided to kick it off with a big prologue, which is fine, especially when you have to establish a lot of lore, which. And when you talk about these types of stories, especially its heritage in like Eastern Asian tradition, you're going to get that sort of like parable introduction to the story mm-hmm. and all that. And, and that was kind of cool. And they showed some cool ways to get involved with all that. And uh, But from there, it doesn't really feel like an origin story because he is an established character and we're just being revealed to how he's established, right? Mm-hmm. Because at the beginning, it looks like, oh God, we're going to do the thing where he finds out he's going to acquire powers and it's like oh no he is a fully formed martial arts master and now uh, that, we find that out was why. the nice that was the nice coat of fresh paint on the origin story yes. like the the breakout fight on the bus best scene in the movie for me yes um and just the way that it unfolds the shock on the best friend character who's been with him for so long and had no idea like i just i think that the way that whole thing played out is so cool and then the idea that like They've been friends for this long and he's been able to hide it. And like me thinking how, like, is he, is he like training low key or is he just so, he was so wrapped into it when he was younger that like, it's like riding a bike for him. Like, is he still, you know what I mean? Well, I know we talked about Thor, but I don't think Loki had anything to do with it. (laughs) (laughs) I hate you. I do. I... The, but the what they did on that bus with the close quarters, like hand to hand combat, it was so fast paced. The choreography was bonkers, and it really like yes. I I was so into it. Definitely had those um like the stunts, like the movements through the bars and like holding on to like the different rails within the bus felt very much like some of the practical stunts that Jackie Chan would do. Yeah, I was picturing Rush Hour, specifically Rush, specifically Rush Hour Two, in some of the scenes in the casino. Where yeah, he, like when he like slips through the through the, the gate pavement. and all that. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, that, that was wild. And then like on then on top of that, it's like just just when you have enough time to like to get acquainted with what they're doing, they would like reconstruct the level for that, like of a better word, like if it was a video game, right? It's like okay, well, now we're gonna like cut it in half, and now well, we're so gonna break we, the window. Now you're outside. We've seen plenty of <laughs> we've seen plenty of tremendously like choreographed fight scenes like that, but to see it with the constantly shifting like all the different camera angles they chose inside the bus, outside the bus, down like stream from the bus, up close, yeah, um, and then like you said the kind of like the video game style, you know, hey, half of the level just got chopped off, and now we have a, a shorter. It was like yeah. part Rush Hour two, part Speed, part Cans the Rock. <laughs> The Rock. I was going to say The Rock, not Cans. Um, you know, because <laughs> they have, like, the bus hurtling 
through, you know, and fucking things up. Like in, yep. in speed, you have the San Francisco aspect of the serene, like in the rock. And then obviously the, I, it was just, it was a really cool frenetic way to do all that. And yet they still took, you know, snippets of time here and there to slow it down for a second to either deliver a quip, to deliver the slightest bit of dialogue yeah. to reset and reframe what's happening. You know, I, I, I really, really enjoyed that sequence and I thought that it was shot in such a cool way. Mm-hmm. So good. It's just absolutely like so much fun. Um, like when when that was over, I just had like this big dumb grin on my face. I was like, "What's next?" <laughs> uh, they don't quite reach the same heights for the rest of the movie, but they get pretty close to it with the uh, the scaffold fight. I thought that was pretty amazing as well. Which again, Rush Hour Two. Yeah, uh, absolutely. As soon as, I, as soon as I saw it, I was like, "Oh my god, they're taking that! They're doing that Rush Hour Two thing." Yeah, but like today, right? Where they can like the combination of movement and CG and like all the rigs that they have to make it look real, like super realistic. Versus actually fighting on an actual scaffold. (laughs) Yeah, and and that allowed them to do it in some newer and cool. And when you have a person who, you know, while not quite super powered in that moment, like pretty damn close, like heightened above and beyond what a normal human being would be. Yeah. Oh, it's so cool. I like just I always love the mechanics of like the platforming <laughs> in a fight like that, right? We're like, okay, how, what what is the next cool trick they're going to do with the environment? Like stomp on the ground just a little too hard so something snaps up and hits somebody in the face or like push somebody through something so it knocks somebody off that's like way far down the line or like disassembles the entire thing that they're standing on. I always love well, those. To, I would say to me things. it was the like Spider-Man or like Jedi Fallen Order type of like video game traversal stuff of like not mm-hmm. just you jumping and platforming but you're you know you're spinning and looping and flipping from like bar to bar and all that stuff. It's like watching your own mini like Olympic gymnast routine. Yeah. In a Marvel movie. It well, what's cool about it too is I feel like the they by setting up the spaces so dramatically different, the fighting styles each felt unique for those scenes. Like, I feel like early on, we got the sequence with um, the mother and father doing their their fight dance, and it's like very kung fu movie, very floaty because it's like all open. There's not a lot of environment for them to play with, but they work with the space, and it looks really yeah. cool. It's it's a, it's just like this really awesome dance in a painting like it's it's so cool to watch and then like to go from that to just the high speed very close hand-to-hand combat within the bus to then that mixture of like that there was like a that fight was very linear like inside that space and then like adding the verticality and with the (laughs) with the scaffold fight and so not only like adding that verticality, but it's also like starting to open up a bit more, giving them more room to play and more environment to play off of. It's like they're still doing some of that like floaty. It, that was like a mixture. It was very fast paced, but the movement was like floaty around it because they were able to swing on the bars and stuff like that, even though they didn't necessarily have those skills that like his mother has where she can yeah. conjure like um, what it's what I assume is some form of conjuring the elements to work with her. Within the fight, that's what it seemed like to me. It was cool that that scene in the prologue when when the two of them were fighting was kind of like half like old school kung fu movie and half like Star Wars prequels, right? Where it's taking the powers and redirecting them and re transmitting them back to them and all that sort of yeah. stuff. I'm picturing like kind of like you know lightning bolts getting flung at Yoda and Yoda catching them and sending them back and all that sort of stuff. Um, I I agree about the the thing. It's funny it, some of the the sequences like in that on the scaffold fight type of thing, it almost 
feels like a dance at times. Like that, mm-hmm. it's for the dancing's sake, not for the purpose of like actual combat. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, no, it's it's very entertaining for sure. Uh, I'm kind of one of the things I was not I I couldn't really understand what they were trying to do was the relationship between our lead and his best friend. Well, and it's will like, they? Won't they? But they definitely never do. It's like will they? Won't they? But based on what they've established, like they they definitely won't. And if they, they do, it's it. gonna feel forced. And they keep like, going I, back to it still. Yeah, I don't know. It's like it's, I think that, you can that do that. Way. I think you can do it at the beginning, and then you just kind of got to leave it alone. Mm-hmm. And they kind of softly come sneaking back into doing that, maybe. Yeah, like they'll like uh, a character will say like something about like your girlfriend or something like later on. It's like no, 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 no. It's like yeah. I well, and like the way it all ends with the, the two of them kind of like leaning on each other in the end. Yeah, and it feels like slightly more than friendship at that point, but doesn't Mid- still actually feel like they're intimate. It's like maybe, but why? Like it? Not every. I don't think that it ne- that they necessarily need a romance story. Like I think these characters just being best friends of the opposite sex is fine. Like, can we just let that be the thing? Well, I just rather than the will they, won't they, and then we're kind of distracted for a while, and then maybe we're going to bring it back. Like, either do the will they, won't they, leading to them getting together eventually, or do that joke once in the beginning and then just leave it alone completely. Right. Yeah, because it, it feels like it feels like they got the direction that they won't, but but the writers kept adding a little bit here and there. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't believe that they, they'll ever get together because they do seem like, they just seem like best friends. Except for that weird, the weird bit of writing that keeps getting dropped in here and there. Um, yeah. It was, I, I found that to be a little bit jarring and strange. It was a little clunky. Yeah. Uh, that being said, their actual chemistry on screen was very entertaining the way they played off. It was. Rift. Yeah, absolutely. It's a lot of fun. I appreciated that it kind of all started with them doing the Key and peel valet. Yep. Thing. <laughs> it felt like, I mean, like, I get, like, that's what, like, valets in, like, San Francisco or whatever were. But, like, it specifically evoked that skit to me for whatever Absolutely. reason. Absolutely. It's probably because of the whole thing with them jumping in the car together and the banter in there, but... I liked... I, there was something about them, like, like this is, not, this is what, what we do, and uh, we're okay with that. <laughs> and I just liked that that like they are, they are thrust upon by this ridiculous event that they are going to now change their lives. <laughs> yeah. But if, if but if it didn't happen, Valley is for they were like cool with it. they were just like we're just gonna do this. It's great. We love it. We do this. We go to karaoke. We go home. Rinse. Repeat. <laughs> no, the, the karaoke thing. I, uh, <laughs> the karaoke thing was so ridiculous. And it was. I love that they found a way to work in the post credit with Wong doing absolutely. This. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's very silly. He's he he's he, that guy is funny. Like yes. I don't know what it is about, like especially like the way his lines are written and like his his delivery, where he doesn't change his face at all, regardless of if he's being funny or serious, is just so much fun to watch. And like it's not it's not like a he can't thing. It's a choice to deliver the lines that way, and I think it's really great. <laughs> Well, I think part of what it is is because he's not. Oh, yeah, he's actually English. I didn't realize that. I just looked it up because I was going to say it's really hard to be funny 
in your second language. So I was wondering if it was one of those things, because he does like a convincing enough like accent that you could see him not being from America, but I would have never guessed English. I assumed that he was like Chinese or Taiwanese. Mm. And like typically it's really hard to do comedy in your second language. But I guess sure. it's not a second language. It sounds like he's known English his whole life. But either way, to ma- to master the levels of I'm going to appear foreign, but also and give like those cadences and those sometimes miscommunications of that sort of cultural and language barrier and give you the deadpan delivery. Like that feels like there's like it's a layered performance that like absolutely probably is not called for, but yet somehow is absolutely necessary. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because like that character would be so throwaway if it weren't for its great his great performance. I feel like. Yeah. No, that's because yeah, he cool. does. He cracks. He cracks me up in this role of Wong. It's just that that deadpan one liners. Just the idea. I know it's like we're we're jumping all over, but like at the end, like just the idea of like opening the portal into the middle of a bar and being like, "Come on!" Like I like I don't like <laughs> like this like the fact that I'm opening a portal like is not strange to me. I don't care if it's strange to you. Just we we I, I just we have things to talk about. <laughs> I, I just love that. It's like I, he's not suffering fools. He's just like let's go. We got to talk about these rings real quick. <laughs> Uh, the rings are interesting. I feel like we didn't get enough about them. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like we're going to get more about them, probably too much about them going forward. Maybe. Cause, Maybe. Considering yeah. the way, like, the, the post-credit, like, broke down, or the, I guess, like, the epilogue, whatever, broke down with them, like, I guess they're hinting at it's probably going to be a Kang thing, right? I have no idea. It seemed like that was the way they were doing it. Like, yeah, the, maybe. It's going to lead to... All points are going to lead to King, probably a little too forced. Like, I think that they did a little bit sure. more organically and naturally with the Infinity Stone stuff. If if everything in all ways, shapes, and forms points King, there's no mi- no mystery there. There needs to be a little bit of mystery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I just, yeah, and then the history of the rings, though, and, like, their origin is, like, that seemed like it was going to be fascinating. They were going to like give us hints throughout so that you could start drawing some speculate speculation, but like they really did it. They touched on it like once found it in a hole. And then it's like, these are really old. That's about it. Also powerful, but it's like, can we get a little bit more of an idea of how they work? Why they work? I wanted a little bit more about how they work until he used them as little platforms to run and jump off of. And I was like, do whatever you want with these. These are so cool. <laughs> well, I don't need like very specific, hey, you can do this, you can't do this. Yeah, yeah. It's just a little bit of a framework for like, hey, this is like the way they draw power from whatever. Or this is, you know, it's even if something as stupid as a throwaway line of, you know, your the usages of the rings only limited by your own creativity. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, you know what? Fair enough. Like sure. it's tied to your psyche and, if you think, hey, I need to run somewhere, it creates What's platform. The, if you think the green hey, I need to lasso something, here. it becomes a lasso. Like, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, it was interesting. The one thing that like it caught me off guard after the fact was like, this is it's really cool what they're doing with these, right? I loved the platform bit. I loved there was that one scene where he like he throws one of the rings up and then has it like freeze in midair and then uses it to grab and swing onto something else. And I was like, that was pretty awesome too. <laughs> And then, like, after all was said and done, and I came down from the high of this ridiculous scene, I was like, but 
he knew how to use them too quick. <laughs> like, I was like, this seems like a second movie thing after he's gone through like his own personal training montage with them, which could be like really funny where he's just like breaking everything around him because they're so strong and powerful. Yeah, he, goes to, he goes to throw them at a target. It bounces back and it hits him, you know, all exactly. slapstick comedy things. But uh, yeah, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. What are the rules? I don't really care. I just want to see them do more cool things with it. That whole like, in the beginning, when the dad is, I don't know, a bajillion years ago, and he's on this horse, and he's making a dome around him. I was like, this is pretty cool, too. But I also, like, wanted, like, I just the idea of, like, how, like, what is the controlling factor is what I, like, would like to know. Like, what is it that he has to do specifically to work with them? Like, is it, like you were saying, like, is it his mind? Like, is it, like, throwing them? And, like, or are they just, are they aware? Do they have some sort of, like, life to them which i it's i feel like is possible yeah yeah like it's, it does have its own consciousness and it's you know kind of like the one ring style where it's like it selects you as much as you select it and you know when it's time to move on the thing betrays you type of deal which isn't exactly what happened but obviously he ends up giving up he rescinds his usage of the rings so that his son can have them in the end mm-hmm. um yeah it's not the end of the world. Like, none of this is too big, but I, I found myself more curious about it. I was like, well, if you're going to put it in the title and you're going to make everything, all the fighting going on about it, like, can we get a little bit more about them other than just they're really cool? Which they are, but, mm-hmm. like, because it was also kind of felt like a, oh, when you have the the Ten Rings, you're invincible. And then, like, he got his soul yanked out of his asshole and, like, it didn't matter anymore that he had the rings. It's like, okay, so they don't make you, you invincible. And it sounds like your skill with the rings is really important and also, like, if you didn't know there was a sniper who's down the road and he like took a posh shot at you, you're not gonna be able to do anything with him. Like, does it actually, how did, how did it like expand his life? Cause he lived for thousands of years. Right. Like, is it just because he had the rings and because they're magic and does he have to wear them at all times now? Or is it just, well, yeah, I definitely was wondering that too. Right. Cause he takes them off for a, a period of time. Like, so did he age another few years and then put them back on and then stopped again? Yeah. Yeah. Like, or is it just because he had like, ownership of them and they were kind of always within arm's reach they yeah but you see this is it. what they did though they, they they did a good job because you start asking these questions and then they do something really cool like we use them to jump really high and you just forget everything <laughs> so, yeah there's, oh. there's definitely there's definitely some like <laughs> there's definitely some shocker vibes like from yeah. spider-man like video games where he like just blasts off from the ground with them because yeah. sometimes he just wears them as like bangles or whatever <laughs> right Oh man, yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't know what the rules are, and occasionally I want to, and then, like I said, they do something. They, they catch me by surprise. Um, I feel like they kept trying to do this thing with like Shang Chi. You are both good and bad, and you have to embrace it both. I'm like, I don't. I don't. No, you have to embrace one or the other because you can't be both at the same time. I was, I was gonna say, I was like, I don't. I also don't. I don't really buy that you got. You're bad. Like, yeah, good people do bad things and bad people do good things, but, like, more or less, like, on balance, you tend to be a good or bad person, more or right. less. But they were, like, making it out like he has no choice. He is partly bad. It's like, but... Why? Why? Because he was trained to be an assassin and then wasn't? Right. <laughs> exactly. Well, I'm glad that, I'm glad you phrased it that way, because that's exactly what I'm getting at. It's like, no. No. It's like, you, it's like but do you know who you are? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I can understand, like, holding on to the psychic and emotional baggage of 
Absolutely. Oh, wow. I could have been a terrible person because I was trained and brainwashed to be a terrible person. I just ultimately somehow broke free to not be that, but still what could have been, you know, I could have kept going down that path. But like he, uh, I guess the bad part, of it, he did kill the person he was supposed to go kill. Right. It wasn't that when they come down to that, he did it. Yeah, he I killed the person, forgot. but didn't go home afterwards. Was that what happened? I kind of forgot. about I, that. Actually. I think so. I think he tells uh, his trusty sidekick. What was her name? Was it, was it not Katie? Was it Katie? Tells Katie that he, like, he did kill somebody. And I'm like, that was like a big moment. I think they were like sitting in the other realm, like by the water. And he's kind of coming to terms this, with everything. This feels important. And I should remember it. But I don't. <laughs> but that was about it, though. There wasn't really, we don't know who it was. I don't think they ever told, said that. But like. Well, I, kind of, I, thought, I, yeah. I, th- I thought my recollection of it was, and obviously it seems like my recollection was wrong, but I thought it was like he was sent out to do it and then chose not to. That's how it's, that is how it's set up. And the reveal is when he's talking to his friend that he tells her that like, I didn't not go home because like, because I didn't do it. Like I did it. And then realized I couldn't go home or like go back to that life or something like that or like continue on this way. Um, at least that's how I remember it. I don't know. Maybe that was a dream. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> no, you might be right. I'm just, it's weird that I'm drawing a blank on this thing specifically because it's kind of important. Uh, the reintroduction of Trevor. Most Kingsley, unexpected. Very unexpected. But also like, my goodness, was that a treat? It was oh, such yeah. a ridiculous character, and half the time he's speaking so fast that you're like, wait, what did he just say? And it's usually <laughs> something very silly. Uh, at his relationship with Chicken Pig, amazing. <laughs> uh, my favorite bit about that... That thing was, doesn't have a face. He's very sensitive about that. <laughs> well, well, yeah, well, my favorite bit about that was like when uh, uh, Sean and Katie are, are like, they acknowledge that the Chicken Pig is in the room, and Trevor's like... Oh, you can see him too. <laughs> Cause he kind of knows he's nuts yes. and out there, but he's also, uh, he's just, he's, he's just living in his own little world and then gets involved. Very funny. Yeah. Weirdly deeply involved. And also there's a certain point where I forget about him entirely. And then they show him up in the, like on the battlefield playing dead. Yeah. <laughs> In the middle of the- I'm just a moment <laughs> of levity for the viewer. I love that. What are you? What are you doing? I'm playing dead. You should too. Get down here. <laughs> and and the, and it doesn't. Yes, they're just so good. What a funky design. What, All the creatures what, from that land. What was the creature? What was the chicken pig's name? Didn't it have a name? Um, it had to have had a name. What was the name? I don't know. Let's see if we can find out. What was chicken pig's name? Morris. Yes, Morris. <laughs> Uh, real name Morris, alias Chicken Pig. <laughs> also, oh, from like the whole like raising of them, just like calling out a random thing because we were talking about the whole like killing people, not killing people. The the the, the situation with the fight on the the scaffolding. What was the deal with the dude in the mask? Like he just kept like being there. He just kept. Existing. I don't. I don't know. Kept I feel like that was probably something for fans, maybe. Okay, because I thought I kept feeling like they were gonna like. Paint it off in a way that mattered in any way, shape, or form. Even no, I think it, it was more matter? so that like that was the guy that um, brutally trained Sean when he was a kid. 
Sure, I just I thought it was gonna matter. Yeah, so 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 I. I mean, it was the the costume and the movement was kind of terrifying. So it was a cool presence to oh, have sure. to deal with. But uh, I agree. It's like there was, and then and then the character's gone, and you're like, ah, um, all right. <laughs> and, it, and it only got killed by one of the demon pterodactyls. It wasn't even the big guy. Yeah, right. I nice. I did kind of like the 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 fighting factions and you know we're not going to be able to come to terms and then the world seems to be ending and they watch someone's soul get absolutely yanked out of them it's like okay we should probably be friends now and it's yeah. like oh okay <laughs> well i said that i'm an asshole but now you get to say it and it's all okay <laughs> we have also, no time to debate this <laughs> i feel like they were able to steal souls way too quickly and easily yeah when i feel uh... like there should have been some sort of battle for soul i feel like it just like hoovering it up on like a drive-by shouldn't have been. That's that's yeah, that's true. That's that was too quick. The like, hey, I brutalized you. I defeated you. You're powerless in front of me. I'm stealing your soul. Not just. It took a long time I to pull the soul out of the de- out soul. of the dragon. Well, sure, which it should because that obviously is a big it's impressive bigger. creature and soul. Um, yeah. That being said, I don't really love that the weird Lovecraftian horror was able to just like choke out the dragon and start yanking its soul out. Yeah, that was weird. Also, was there was the dragon? I also like that they just started calling it our dragon. Well, he was our dragon. Um, <laughs> our steak. Yeah, exactly. Uh, was it just living under the sea? Seems to be. Yeah, that's where that's where he he hangs out. Sea dragon. That's cool. There's like this whole. I mean, there's people love dragons. Like, there's all sorts of like dragon stuff that I don't know about, like different types of dragons and things like that. Which just I find it fascinating. Did they ever? Give a name for that terrible entity. I feel not, like not the they dragon. did. Because I just kept calling it. I was watching it with my sister. I kept calling it the Lovecraftian horror the whole time. So The evil dragon. What was the evil dragon? <laughs> face to face with the dragon. Uh, the great protector. That's the good one. Fang, Fang Foom? Fin Fang... Some assumed it would be a version of the comic book villain Fin Fang Foom. I don't know. What is, what's, who's the dragon? I'm going to see if I can find an answer to this. God, Ben Kingsley. I just saw a picture of Ben Kingsley doing his, doing his bit. It's very funny. He, he talks about, about a little bit about himself, like as the Mandalorian and Iron Man 3, but I didn't follow what it was that he was saying. Like, sorry, did you call him Mandalorian? Nope, I did. I did call him Mandalorian about the about being called the Mandarin in uh, in Iron Man three. But like, was he was he saying that he was meant to portray a person so that they could, which is what that was like the whole bit, right? He was portraying this terrorist, but then mm-hmm. the person that he was portraying was actually Sean's dad, who has at some point gone by the Mandarin. Yes, and he took offense to that characterization of him, and then took him because of that but he was yes. but everybody found him so funny when he did his performances that they kept him around dance monkey yeah, he dance kind of, he, 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 yeah he became the courtchester who sings for us up <laughs> it's so it's so ridiculous i love it though he is like i mean like ben kingsley is like leaning into that role like so much like giving it giving it way more than it deserves i feel like oh absolutely absolutely <laughs> like a hundred and forty percent well, I appreciate that because how, like, how many times in those sorts of roles historically in movies do you get someone who just totally fucking mails it in? So yeah. I appreciate. Hey, listen, show up to set for three days, 
and just give it an 11. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know enough about. Th- I'm, I'm still trying to find out the answer, the name of this dragon thing. I so it sounds like I was right though. They, they never said its name in the movie. I don't. Right? I don't think so. What's the deal with Shen Chi's evil dragon? This this looks like an article. Wasn't it just Sports. literally called like the the dark one or the evil one or something like that? The dweller in the darkness. Something like that. The monster is known as the dweller in the darkness. Okay. The residents know the nefarious dragon-like monster as the dweller in the darkness. The creature has been trapped behind a powerful barrier. Ba 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 ba. Pterodactyl-like minions represent the evil so fierce that they're impervious to most weapons. They're okay. So that's the lore. They're so they're just so evil that weapons don't hurt them. Ah, of course. The dweller in the darkness has a different backstory and name in the comics. This is from a website called Bustle. Okay. It seems that I'm reading. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do a little reading for you. It seems like the Dweller in the Darkness is inspired by the comics Thing Fang Foom, which per Marvel means he whose limbs shatter mountains and whose back scrapes the sun. That that's those three sounds together mean that whole thing. I guess that's so. fascinating. That's amazing. What was that? What was that from? Was it? Was it something about Mary? The Matt Dillon, where he was coming, he who love many animal, and yeah. who in return, animals love him. <laughs> <laughs> that might have been. Uh, fin, fin Fang Foom is an alien who arrived in ancient China with others from the planet Kakaranathera. Jesus. Say so. Sometimes called Maklu 4. Unlike the rest of his cohort, who shapeshifted into human forms, Fin Fang Foom was placed in a hidden tomb for protection. Interesting. Fing Fang Foom was placed in a tomb? No. <laughs> I said it and didn't realize it. I feel like somebody's joshing me right now. The creatures of Kakarantha... Okay, they're connected to the Tender Ring. There's a whole thing here that'll play out at some point, I assume. Um, but anyway, that's cool. How does one... Back to the back to the rings and their rules. How does one become the owner of the rings? <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, it would have been, I guess, kind of cool to. So he just he just found them. They like just they just hit he like a meteor and then he found them. Just put them on, and then like how does one take them from someone else? Because exactly, it's... and then Shang Chi like swirled them, made them go nuclear, and then was like mine. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how that happened. I think you just have to put them on. Fine. You just have to. Flow. Oh, that's it. <laughs> that's all there is to it. That's amazing. Ah, <laughs> uh, boy. I liked the um, the introduction of the old of the sister in current day when they uh, when he goes to this like find like finds her fighting ring ends up getting himself put into the fighting ring and I'm like when they're like oh you're you're gonna fight the main fighter I'm like this is obviously gonna be a sister when he gets <laughs> when he gets up to this cage match uh, that was that was kind of funny the whole. Sticking to uh, sticking to the landing on keeping the plucky comic relief around that bet against him, I think is really that his best yes. friend bet against him in the fight, and then has this this pile of cash afterwards, and just the the, the fact that he acknowledges it and before he they go on with the rest of the scene, really that gave me a good chuckle. Which is uh, funny too, considering how impressed she seemed after watching him fight on the bus, that she would immediately then bet against him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was the deal? What was what was the giant monster that uh, Wong was fighting? Oh, that was Abomination. 
Was it though? Like yes. I feel like he had more like I don't know a hundred percent more gills than he had last time. <laughs> well, I mean it's been what is it? Well it's been over ten years, right? So they obviously mm-hmm. updated the character model a little bit. I guess, but like that just looked to me it looked like a giant muscular fish. <laughs> Versus the abomination from the <laughs> original appearance. So what's that character's deal? They keep it in a cell and put him out to, I don't to know. fight? I mean, I don't know. it was all CGI. They didn't even need to bring Tim Roth back to do it. Yeah. Right? It was just there. And it I seemed think like it an odd like, choice. It's an Easter egg, you know? Just a tease. And it was an Easter egg, but it wasn't the character model that it originally was. So that this eh. is why I had to ask. It was gray. It was gray. <laughs> Seriously, though, they had like fins of, and a weird ear I flap of, things going on. I kind of appreciated that him and Wong secretly were friends and like they like dapped it up at the end. Yeah, yeah. After the fight. <laughs> that's, that's good. Uh, what else we got here? This I, I had a lot of fun with this. Um, oh, and then on top of that, like, so getting to that, uh, that I, well, I want to say underground, but it was very high up in the building, that fight, <laughs> that fighting ring, and then finding out that, like, I didn't send you the letter, and it's like, oh, boy, <laughs> it's about to go down, and then here comes Creepy Assassin Man and all his cronies. Um, the blade arm was not the best effect. No, no, it was not. It's funny. It's similar to the to some of your comments last week about Dune and the um, like the dream, the future dream sequence. Like the blade was too smooth. That's the the telltale side of a of of an unfinished VFX. Is it's smooth? <laughs> I'm having hard times having a hard time here debating and criticizing certain CGI's after watching that um, pitch meeting you sent me earlier today about. Attack of the Clones. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was a good that. one. Yeah, it was a good that, one. Um, he's a, he's a, he looks at her with pervy eyes <laughs> one too many times. <laughs> and then he uh, he kills uh, the men and the women and the children too. Uh, oh, I imagine he covers that up. No, he goes and tells her immediately about all of it, huh? And so he goes, yeah, no, it's only a few scenes later that she's falling deeply madly in love with him. <laughs> That's exactly really- how women talk. I know. I've never heard him. and so then later they get married oh wow so the whole killing of women and children thing not only was that not a turnoff but it seems like it's kind of like totally her thing yeah no whatever (laughs) oh man they out they the comment on the uh she's gonna wear like a skin tight outfit and then the giant cat's gonna come and slice it off <laughs> thank you giant yeah. cat <laughs> yeah, well, it's, uh, Ooh, a giant cat yeah she's gonna wear a skin tight shirt and then she's gonna slash up Ooh, what's gonna happen then it's gonna become a skin tight crop top oh that's right. giant cat <laughs> skin tight crop top oh man what a what a joke that was great I, they, I saw there was another one that I, for episode three that I have to I'll definitely have to watch so I love those pitch meetings they crack me up oh yeah very entertaining uh, back to Shang-Chi, though, uh, I don't really, actually, you know what, now that I'm looking at my notes here, I don't really have much else. I do, I am curious, like, I would love, I would love to have one of those MCU, like, be, be rich and have no work, and then have one of those MCU trainers just take care of me for, like, I don't know, six months. How, how do you feel about steroids? No. 
I don't have to look like I don't, you know, like they don't, it doesn't have to like look like that. I just want to kind of want to go through the whole training experience. The thing is, I probably could look like that. I just like food too much. I, I love food. I can't just live with, I'm going to eat chicken and broccoli for 14 meals a day for the next 12 years of my life. Like I, 14, I'm going to eat food. 14 meals a day. That's a lot of meals. Well, if you're going to train like that, you, you have to eat like 14 servings of chicken. That's a day, true. So. Yeah. I wouldn't, I don't think I'd be able to do that either. I love food. Me too. I say that a few times a day. <laughs> well, listen. Usually while I'm consuming it. <laughs> Take a bite of something. I love food. <laughs> I think it plenty. I, I try not to say it verbally mm. multiple times a day, but it does come out on a fair amount of days. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, food. Anyway. Uh, this was a good one. I enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to see where it goes in the future, how they build on the character, what they do with him next. Uh, this came out before Eternals. Yes. Yes. This was September Eternals November. Okay. So I'm kind of curious the, the ancientness of like what's going on with the Eternals. I wonder if there'll be something about some, some hint about like the origin of those rings since they're so old. Um, from that film. Yeah, I mean, even if they don't know about it, they should probably know soon. Or, like, they should be, like, aware of it, you're right? Like, yeah. What are these... So, if I can't remember... So, right now... Alright, so Shang-Chi, Eternals, then Spider-Man is next. What is this yes. all leading to? Do we know? Is there a slated title or, like, working title for what the next ensemble movie is? I don't think they have announced that yet, other than maybe like somewhere they said, oh, next Avengers or whatever. But like, my guess would be that maybe before that, it's going to kind of culminate with Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Mm. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, we'll see. I'm curious what the what the plans are, but I, I, I'm glad. glad we got some Marvel movies coming our way. Glad this one was a good one, um, especially coming off of Black Widow, which I wasn't too hot on. Uh, yeah, I was so. a little disconcerted. I was I was kind of wondering, hoping that maybe Eternals would be on Disney Plus soon, but it sounds like it's going to be a few more weeks, like a month, uh, maybe. Yeah, and it's not. Is it is it still in theaters or not anymore? I'm sure you could probably find it somewhere, but I don't know if it's in wide release anymore. Yeah, so it came out the first week of November, so it's been six weeks. I'll have to watch that one when it gets to the plus. Then Spider Man, I am making my way to the theater for though. I like. I'm very excited for it. Oh, me too. I just got to find out exactly when. Yeah. Al, do you have anything else on Shang-Chi? I don't think so. Well then, that is all for this week's episode. (laughs) I'm going to say something, and uh, it came in my head and left like almost instantaneously. It was (laughs) in my head, and then it was out there on the line. And I don't remember what it was, so that's it. That's all for this week's episode of Flicks of the Six. We hope you enjoyed it. As always, if you have a movie for us to review or nuggets for us to discuss, you can send those requests to Flicks in the Six at thespintune.com or tweet us at thespintune. Tune in next week for more movie and beer goodness. Until then, I'm Anthony Costanzo. I'm Al Bielsi. Thanks for coming out. <laughs>